Hey, there you go. There you go. It's cracking, baby. How you doing? What's up? This is Kira the Don. Uh, let me know how is everything sounding okay out there? Uh, is everything working out there? Can you see okay? Does it look okay? Is it lagging? Is it horrible? What's going on? Let me know. Let me know. Uh, welcome to uh, Ask Akira live from where am I? Where am I? Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen. I'm in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. How's it sound? Oh, and my voice is slightly pitched down. Hey! So it's lucky. It's lucky. We can't uh, do DJ sets just yet. Waiting for uh, a plug. I'm waiting for a plug. I'd like packed. You'll see some behind the scenes pictures later. I packed everything I, I would need, I thought. But uh, the one thing I didn't have was the plug for my for my DJ, for my decks, you know? So anyway, that's... That's on its way here. We paid a huge amount of money for it to arrive quickly and it didn't arrive quickly. So, uh, yeah, I might have to, I don't know, I might have to go to Cancun on Monday and, and uh, shake somebody down for that thing. But cool thing is, we, uh, yeah, we moved. I don't know if you all know what's been going on. We're in Mexico, Terry Price. Uh, we're in Mexico, Terry Price. We're in exile. We're in exile in Mexico, you know, working our way back to Texas. We're trying to get back to Texas, you know? Uh, <laughs> we try to get back to Texas, baby. And uh, we are aiming at it. We're doing it. But yeah, we're in Mexico right now. And uh, yeah, we were in Cancun. And we tried to do a live stream. And it was <laughs> it was impossible. The internet was so bad. And we couldn't find anywhere in Cancun with good internet, right? So because you guys, it was, it's so very, very important that we hang out and stay in touch and all that uh we moved to a different part of mexico you know we moved to a different part of mexico we are now in playa del carmen we're in playa del carmen and we searched playa del carmen far and wide and we found a place with good internet and it's also got a pool which is very nice so hercules and we well, i may get to swim and uh and we have internet and the internet works and the landlord was kind enough to run a cable through the window so I plug in directly uh, so we can we can stream you know we can stream so here we are streaming uh, Martin says it could be louder it could be louder huh? all right let's see how this a one two one two a one two one two that's probably a bit too loud here we go WMIV played out Carmen is very nice I've been to a couple of weddings down there really 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 that's nice that's not it's, it's very nice uh it's yeah we play adult common right now uh i'll tell you one thing <laughs> when we was looking uh the, you know i live my life you know my place in texas i told you right i found that just like looking on a map and kind of like dropping a pin and going oh that looks like a cool bit look there's a lake and just moved there without ever having seen place you know kind of did that with this place but uh you know, I wanted to be by the sea. I like the sea. One of the, one of the best times in my life was when I was preparing to move to America, and I was training. You know, I was training my body and my mind and all that, and I was running on the beach every day. And that one thing I've always wanted to get back to is being able to run on the beach every day. Laura Pip says that's better. Can hear you now. That's great. That's great news. We can we can we heard. Amazing. Yeah, I wanted to get back to a beach situation, you know? So we were like, all right, we're gonna have to move somewhere else 
to get internet that works so we can talk to the people, you know, so we can hang out. And uh, we was looking at, you know, Airbnbs and there was beach places, you know, we could have gone to a beach, but this place just seemed really magical, you know, and it had the best internet. So we came here, but then we went down the beach on the first night here on Friday and we went down the beach. <laughs> little Hercules, bless him, he's eight, little Hercules, and he's got a very sensitive nose, you know. He can smell stuff. He can really smell things. And uh, he, he was aghast. And it turns out this time of year in, in Playa del Carmen, they have this crazy seaweed thing. There are literally mountains of seaweed along the shore. So the crystal blue water that we had in, in Cancun, which was just some of the most beautiful water I'd ever seen in my life, that ain't here. And had I moved to the beachfront in Playa del Carmen, I would have been running through piles of stinking ass seaweed. So, you know, shouts out to the shouts out to the most high for moving us in the direction of this lovely little place that we're in right now. It's lovely, you know. I've got everything I need. I've got internet. Uh, I've got water. You know, I've got, uh, what do they call it when you get moved to Mexico and your insides fall out for a week? I've got that. <laughs> I got that baby. Um, getting through that. What's up, Harry Potter? Nine eight ninety. Who says just spreading the love? Thank you for sharing yourself with all of us. Oi, Harry Potter. Nine eight ninety. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyway, how are you guys doing? What's cracking? How are y'all? How how are you enjoying the new album? Like we're in exile in Mexico. <laughs> we still managed to hit the schedule and get the album out. I couldn't believe it. You know the visual took a few days longer because uh yeah it was sure that we, i only got the internet working uh yesterday you know so the whole and i'm also working on a laptop and i'm used to working on a supercomputer so i've been renting a supercomputer in the cloud and, and interfacing with that via a laptop but that requires the internet to work so it's been very difficult the stuff i do is taking it's been taking me like 10 times as long to do it you know so i've just been staying up to like six in the morning uh working uh on a supercomputer in San Francisco via this one and, and trying to get things working, you know, but uh, we got it working, we got it cracking in the end. Uh, it was the Theo Von visual album. I had to make it and upload it like four times before it would work. Um, it kept getting, kept getting claimed and shit like that. And then YouTube just stopped working. It was, um, it was stuck on uh rendering or whatever they call it processing for like a day i had youtube support man i've been talking with youtube i've been talking with youtube which always scares me you know because i'm like i hope i get one of the nice ones and not one of the ideologically possessed ones because you don't want them to know you exist you know what i mean you're like you don't want them to know you exist because they might do something to you i mean they already pressed the button to uh you know shadow shadow my ass but i don't know what else they might do but I had to get on support and the person was really nice. So shout out to that person. They were really nice. Matt Lally's in the house. Buenas noches, sir. The Don. Hola, Matt Lally. Uh, I've been doing Duolingo. I've been learning Spanish. I've been doing every single day since we've been here, right? Like three weeks or something. And I'm still rubbish. But I recognize words now, you know? I do recognize things when I see them written down. I recognize them. I can barely string a sentence together. But I recognize words when I see them and I hear them, you know? And I can, uh, I can I can order myself a coffee and just like that. So it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Uh, Multiverse Media Space says, oh, you're doing a virtual desktop. Yeah, there's this thing I've been using. It's really, really cool. Uh, 
it's called uh, Vagon, Vagon.io, right? Vagon, 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 Vagon. And you rent, uh, you basically rent in a virtual desktop, but you can change the, you can change it for what you need, right? So you can get an in incredibly powerful one and rent videos, and then you can switch it out to less powerful for when you're doing less powerful shit, but your programs are still there. And uh, your Dropbox is still connected and all that. It's, honestly, it's a miracle. I would have all the stuff. We've managed to keep things rocking since we've been out, out here, right? We dropped some mixtapes, we dropped a single every week, we just dropped an album. That would have been impossible um, without that. And I discovered that Vagon thing literally the night I was packing to leave Texas and come out here to Mexico, you know? Hey, we've got Mighty Chris Olin in the house. What's up, baby? Thank you for the support. Sergio Tej is in the house. So it's lovely to see you all. Keep getting after it. You already know. You already know. It's so nice to see you all. Uh, Charlotte was really, really happy and really, really excited that we got this working. You know, she was really, really excited. She'd been missing you all. You know, she like misses the uh, the connection. The connection. Uh, Joshua Tran says, can we expect a Latino flair on the next album? I don't know about the next album, but definitely I've got some songs cooking. I've got some germs and ideas of songs cooking that have got that flavor, baby. And I've been walking around the hood, you know. It's really nice now we're in Playa del Carmen. When we was in Cancun, where we was living there, it was like a walk around and, um, I don't know, it was a bit weird. It was a bit strange. It was like everyone, literally everyone's wearing masks. And um, it was a strange place we were in. It felt very constrained and kind of trapped. We felt very trapped when we was there, you know. But here it feels a lot more free and it's really cool and like, there's a real wide variety of different sorts of people and there's really good graffiti, like really good graffiti. You know, I don't like bad graffiti when people just like, you know, write uh, poorly spelt uh, expletives or whatever, you know what I mean? There's like really good graffiti here and loads of these junkyard dogs, you know, and I love all these dogs. Man. It feels really romantic. You know, you're walking around and there's, there's, there's the dog just in the middle of the road and there's some beautiful mural someone's painted and there's like a pile of rubble over there but with beautiful flowers growing through the rubble, you know? Uh, yeah, it's dope, Matt, Matt Lally. Oh, Lord! Chris Olin says, Lally! Hey, God bless. Shouts out to the boys. Matt Lally says, when Florida? When Florida? Yo, um, yeah, when, when anything. Who knows, you know? We still have no idea when we can return but we will, we will return. No idea when though. It's such a weird condition to be in, uh, the not knowing, uh, you know, where one is gonna be at any point. <laughs> but it's cool, I've got a CRT TV, you know, and uh, I've got uh, a supercomputer in the cloud. So we're keeping it rocking, you know, we're keeping it rocking. Uh, 2076 says, watch out for dogs. You gotta carry a dog stick or a dog rock perhaps, why is that? Are the dogs mean? All the dogs I've seen are being mad cool. Mad cool dogs. Uh, Shuhanga Singh says, collab with David Goggins. Have you heard the Goggins album? Shuhanga Singh. Have you heard the David Goggins album? David Goggins Meaning Wave album, Akira the Dawn. Ooh, ooh. Maybe you have, it's very, very good. It's very, very good. Um, yeah, anyway, keeping it, we keep it moving. We keep it moving. Uh, got the instrumental album dropping next week it's called hitters and that's dropping next week instrumentals are really fire very fire instrumentals on the theo von album how you're feeling about the theo von album let me know let me know how you're feeling about the theo von album 
Let me know what you're feeling, how you've been feeling about visuals. We've been dropping out. I've been putting so much work and effort into these visuals and uh, things. Like we put out a mixtape last week called The Shadow. And uh, I spent days on that visual. <laughs> I spent so long on the visual. Uh, and you know, that I made that with, with this TV. Let me show you this TV. I, wanted to, I was trying to show you this stuff last time we tried to stream and it just wasn't working. Logan Mars says, Akira, what are you drinking? Agua, 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 my guy, straight agua. Chris Olin in the house says, this is Mars. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mars, Chris Olin. This is Mars. This is agua, a.k.a. water. Uh, you know, Matt Lally says, bought some of your ATD bit clout. Oh, I forgot about BitCloud. <laughs> I should check back in there. Are people using BitCloud? Are people using BitCloud? Uh, anyway, check this out. So this is how I make my videos with this. And uh, so I've got this box here. And uh, it's circuit bent, right? It's circuit bent, you know? So it like messes with the visuals in this fashion. Hey, what's up, Hercules? We got Hercules in the house. What I are you doing here? I show you guys this. I want to Hey, come on. We got Hercules. I wanted to show you guys a thing I made. Well, a drawing I made, which are my, uh, my own, my, my fan made piggy skins. What's a piggy skin? Uh, it, it, wait. We got Hercules here, by the way. That's my son. Uh, he's a human male boy. Uh, how you doing, Herc? How you enjoying Mexico? It's good. Yeah, uh, the camera's that way. Look at people that way. You can just sit down. <laughs> All right. Yeah, how you feeling, Mexico? Uh, I like it. Oh yeah? Yes, and I want to tell them about the piggy skins. So what's a piggy skin? A piggy skin is, there's a game, Roblox game, in Roblox, which is a free-to-play game. Yeah. On the App Store and on computer. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's loads of games in, in a game. Okay. And there's this one game called Piggy, which has a cool story in it. It's like The Walking Dead, but it started with a potato. <laughs> uh, and the way so so a piggy skin is a skin that you buy so when you're piggy you're that skin with the weapon and stuff but uh most piggy characters are are like are actually canon which means they're in the story they're uh -huh. they're in the story but another another but another most of them are just like just their skins to be cool okay well let's have a look Show me the skin. Show me the skin, young Hercules. He's designing mad games. Mad games. Matt Lally says Ted loves Piggy. That's your, that's your kid, right? That's the kid. That's it's Ted Lally. What are we looking at here? Um, hang on. Microphone kind of in the way. Oh, there we go. Okay, so what are we looking at here, Hercules? Uh, this is a duck skin called Wilbur the Duck. Okay. Uh, his weapon is a flower with a knife in it. His weapon is a flower with a knife in it. Yo! That's so sneaky, a flower with a knife in it. Mm -hmm. So people think it's a nice flower, but actually... It's a knife. Yo, you gotta watch out for hitties. His, his regular name, his regular name is, I mean, his regular eye is just, just dark green. His regular eye is dark green. His second eye is yellow. His second eye is yellow. And his two feet are yellow. His two feet are yellow. This is dope. And he, and he costs 700 piggy coins. 700 piggy coins. You gotta talk into the mic. Piggy tokens. Piggy tokens, okay. What's it's that in real money? Um, What's that? that? Uh, in real money, that's... Is piggy tokens cryptocurrency? Uh, you can buy it with Robux. Is Robux a cryptocurrency? Yes! Oh, sick. All right. 
Sorry if that, uh, well, I think it is. Well, it's like, it's kind of, not really, but. Yeah, yeah. So what's up? Are we, uh, is the audio mess up? Is the audio slightly pitched down? Is that what's going on? Oh, good. You know, it wouldn't be a stram if there wasn't some kind of technical issue. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to fix that during the stream, so we'll just have to put up with it. Is it deal withable? Is it deal withable? Uh, anyway, you'll let me know. Uh, well, this is very cool, Hercules. This is very there cool. There is another skin. There's another skin. Uh, it's a hamster, and it's and he is called Hippie. Uh, and he's actually th like this is the hamster itself is on top of a robot human. Oh. Well. Uh, and it has blood drooping out his mouth, a bl a bl like blood coming out his eye. What? And it's on top, it's like, it's like this. Right. Sitting on his head. Okay. Look at it yourself on there. Yeah, I see him, I see him, a thing coming out the top yeah. of his head. Yeah, that's the hamster. Uh, Imagine if a hamster coming out the top of your head. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Hey, this is very dope, Hercules. This is very dope. And his weapon is a saw on his arm. And his, yeah. his weapon is a saw on his arm. Let's see. And he has, uh, and he has, wait, what is what? He has blood drooping out of his arm because he has still has a human arm that was cut off by the robot saw. He cut his own off arm off. Why yeah. did he do that? Accidentally, because he was like, he was being like mind controlled. You have to talk into the mic if you talk. It's because he was being mind controlled by the hamster. The hamster mind controlled him to cut his own arm off. Mm -hmm. What? Yo. Yo. But That's I'm gonna crazy. go play I'm gonna go play piggy into city with my friend Q. Okay. Alright, you got fun, buddy. Also, you know what I might do if you're what? still if I'm still playing with Q and you're still streaming, uh, uh then maybe I could maybe you know what I could do? What could you do? I would I they can some of the fans, like three of them. You have to talk into mine. No, I don't want them to hear. You don't want them to hear, no, but they can hear you, okay, just quietly. Fine. Well, okay, fine, fine, fine. fine. <laughs> like three of them, three yeah. people, yeah. could be chosen at the end of the stream or something to friend request me. Friend request. <laughs> no, but, 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 you can only friend request me as long as you don't, as long as you don't say sorry. You hear that? You hear that? Hercules is going to let three of you friend request him at the end of the show, right? But you're only allowed to do it if you don't swear. He doesn't want to hear no swears. Yeah, and you're not, and you're, you and dick. What? Yeah. So maybe we me we can set up a stream where I play with the fans. All right, we'll set up a stream where you play with people. That sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. Well. Bye bye. Love you, son. Go forth. Be epic. Shut the door. <laughs> Yo, yeah. man like Herc. There you go. That was Hercules. That was all Hercules. God bless him. God bless him. You know, he's um. Imagine you're a you're an eight year old. You know, and you got a house and you live in it. Imagine you're an eight year old, right? You're born in London. And then you, your parents move you to America when you're like one or two or something, right? You know, and then you build a life for yourself in Los Angeles and then weirdos start setting the place on fire, you know? So then you all move to Texas. But none of your friends are in Texas. You don't know nobody in Texas, but you can play with your friends on, on an iPad and that's cool, you know? But, and then you, just as you're getting used to Texas, suddenly you, you get yeeted out of the country and you have to go to Mexico. You know what I mean? God bless. Imagine being eight and doing all that. So that's that's my boy. I'm very proud of him. You know, very proud of him. He's dealing with this this incredibly man like members time. Welcome to the channel. <laughs> Welcome back, members time. Good to see you. What's up, Ill Inc? Says the album 
is divinely timed as usual as far as i've seen an emotional and spiritual story of stories happy father's day god bless you ill ink is dope to see you and uh yeah it was not deliberately timed to come out around father's day but it is perfect in that regard is it not it is it is yeah uh, i saw someone asking earlier um i don't can't see who it is now because it scrolled away someone asked if theo had heard it of course theo heard it um, otherwise it wouldn't be out you know i have to you know get the blessing of the person and uh yeah theo has heard it and uh he actually played some of it in his podcast last week you know and uh yeah he, he says some very nice things about it he says some very nice things about it he's very very lovely lovely guy very very sweet you know and uh he's been very supportive and uh he let me do it and playing it on his podcast so thank you theo you know this was a divine inspiration thing the album in the just like the first single just like sorry the first theo song i did i never planned to do it i went out i was in my studio in los angeles and uh i think i'd had some edibles you know i've been out to do some digging at the vinyl store and get some vinyl you know and i meant to make a completely different kind of song with a completely different kind of an artist and there was some technical issue that stopped me from doing that and uh i was like all right let me see what else is cracking uh, at the top of my youtube recommends was this theo vaughn video and i listened put it on and i was like oh shit and i had to make a record with it instantly and then this album came from just one theo vaughn podcast that similarly just kind of presented itself to me and instantly the whole thing appeared to me sonically and uh, aesthetically and, and I was very 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 keenly aware very very quickly that it was an album like the size of it the shape of it and the, the necessity of it you know and how useful it would be you know because uh, a lot of people are having a lot of problems right now I mean they already were you know a lot, a lot of the the shadow side of this incredible moment in time i wish we get to do things of this nature and we can all be here together we can all be together in a way that was never possible before but at the same time the shadow side of that is that people are lonelier than they have ever been you know and people are some people are without purpose in a way they've never been you know for a certain kind of person back in the day you were born and you knew what you were supposed to do you knew what your role was on this world in this world you know I was gonna say on this planet, but I don't wanna. I don't wanna trigger the flat Earth gang, gang, flat Earth gang. What's up? But uh, yeah, you know. Uh, and now there's a lot of people who don't know what they're supposed to be doing, and that leads to a lot of, while simultaneously be mad lonely, you know, and that leads to a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. And that means that a lot of people will do things like, you know, just fall into drink and drugs and things of that nature, and they're surrounded by cultural cultural sort of influences and signposts that tell them, yeah, that's cool that's cool that's what you should do get fucked up you know and uh you know and the story like theo's is such a powerful story you know and i think i felt a lot of people could relate to it i felt that because i knew i did because i saw so much of myself in that story so much of theo's life story of, of and uh well yeah i related to it. i saw so much of myself in it. I had so many similar experiences myself you know and uh and the way with which he dealt with the things that came to him and the kind of person that he became 
you know uh, it's just a very very powerful thing and I thought it would be helpful for people you know and uh, I thought it would be an amazing album so I made it you know and uh, and it's there now and I'm real glad it exists and I'm real grateful to Theo for letting me do it you know shout out to my guy Mike for hooking me up with Theo so that I could get the permission uh, that's an amazing thing thank you Mike you beautiful, beautiful beast. Shouts out to a man like Little Stain. Oh, shoot. Is Little Stain up in the place? It's cracking Little Stain. Little Stain says, you my man. Happy Father's Day. Much love as always. Yo, God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you, Little Stain. We in the house. We in the house. Uh, Stay Dugan says, whatever's going on with your voice, you sound like a well-weathered guru. Love you and yours. Love you, MSZ. Happy Father's Day. I have no idea what this sounds like. Let me check. Sound like a well-weathered guru. Love you and yours. Love you, MSZ. Happy Father's Day. I have no idea what this sounds like. <laughs> All right, so it's slightly pitched down. I wonder why that is. I honestly have no idea why that is. I did the whole setup, spent all day. Shit was cool. It sounds great coming out of my headphones, so it's something that's happening between... Uh, the stream and you so i'll work that out after so the next one's groovy i don't i have no idea why that is i'll work it out i'll work it out and if uh, anyone else wants to maybe like duck duck go why it might be the sound is coming out of uh obs slightly pitched down like maybe that it could maybe we fix it i don't know but i can't do that and talk at the same time uh so i guess it's the Someone sent me a message. I had a message of someone. They said, uh, Don, I love what you're doing. It's really, really powerful and really, really important. However, I cannot share any of your music. I want to share it with the uh, people of my church, but I cannot because of the satanic voice effect that you use uh, occasionally in your songs. If you could please remove the satanic voice effect, I would be able to share your music with my church. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. I'm with the satanic voice. You mean the pitch down voice? Sometimes I use a pitch down voice. It's like in a, it's like a, for me, the reason I use it, it's like a bowl. You know, it's like bowling. Uh, it's like you're writing a paragraph and you put an underline on a word or something like that. It's a kind of pronunciation kind of effect. It was never meant to be satanic. And then I'm like, how do we associate a deep booming voice with satan with something being satanic? That seems real weird to me. It's like, you know, a deep, booming, sonorous voice. Why is that a satanic thing? You know, I always imagine when I was a little kid, and I think I was I was trying to imagine myself talking to God, you know? You know you do that when you were a little kid. And um, I always imagined God to have this big, deep, booming voice. You know? I always thought God would sound like that. And I always imagined the devil to have a kind of, <laughs> sort of high-pitched, hissy kind of a, so boy voice, you know? That's what I don't understand. I feel there's been an inversion in our culture somewhere along the way that's given people the idea that a big, deep, booming, sonorous tone is a thing to be afraid of. When it should be a thing you should be aspiring to. You know? I told you my theory on this shit. It's so weird, right? If you listen to rappers from the 80s, you know, they all got these, they got big, thick, rich voices. You listen to rappers from the 2020s, right? They sound like children. What up, wife? Hello. What's up? I'm listening. I'm behind. Okay. Wife just turned up. She says she's listening and she's behind. That's good to know. Anything else? Did you fix the audio? No. Oh. Did I fix the audio? No. Uh, wife says, did I fix the audio? 
No, I didn't, but I was in the middle of, of talking. I'm sorry. And now I don't know what I'm talking about. Sorry. Wife looks very happy, though. What are you so happy about? I'm smiling because I just got to the bit where her came in. She just got to the bit where her came in. You're really behind. I am. You are really behind. I am. All right. The internet was bad when she was out. Did you get attacked by any dogs? No, they were all just chilling. The dogs chill around here, man. They just chill in the middle yeah. of the road. They the just road. wander around. They chill in the middle of the road, lie down on the side of the road. The dogs are dope. Dogs, dogs yeah. baby, dogs. The, the internet's been terrible. The internet's been terrible. Well, I'll, come, I'll do that. No, I can't deal with that. I'm, not, I'm plugged in, you know? Anyway. Shout out to the, the, Don, the Don family dynasty. That's the family. That's the family, you know. Shout out to the family. Uh, Chris Owen says, speed up the playback speed. That's what I do when I fall behind. That's a good tip. That's a good life tip. That is a good life tip. Uh, yo. Let's see what's cracking with the chatting. See what's cracking with the chatting because I don't know what I, I got derailed from what I was talking about. I don't know what I was talking about now. Uh, Matt Lally says, Satan would be like a smooth aristocrat. Loki. Yo, if, uh, if my internet had worked at the previous live stream attempt, I would have been melted. If my uh, voice was not being pitched down by OBS, I would have been melted. If I had watched a single one of those Marvel streaming service TV shows, I would have been melted. If I had not cancelled my Disney Plus subscription after they fired homie Gina, I would have been melted. Ow! I let this thing happen, right? In like 2012, 2013, 2012, 2013, uh, the mind virus first made itself known in the comic book industry, right? So I stopped buying comics and I just started reading. I loved comics, you know, but I stopped buying comics. And uh, what I started getting into was just reading about comics or reading people's reviews of comics or reading outlines of the stories and shit like that but not actually reading the, the comics because the new comics were all, not all at that point, but many of them, and now all of them, were all designed as like prop, uh, propaganda delivery vehicles rather than stories, you know? And uh, the, good, the good people were kind of hounded out of the industry. And you look at a comic book nowadays, it looks like it was drawn by, by uh, a poorly trained algorithm, you know? Or a child with broken limbs. <laughs> like, it's so bad. But, uh, yeah, I got into the habit of just... I got into the thing of just not reading comics anymore. But I read about them, you know? And uh, I'm like that with TV and movies now. I, I don't watch any TV. I don't watch any movies. Like, I threw my TV out the window in 2003. But I still download certain shows, you know? And if you'd have said to me in 2003, Hey, the, the, all those comic book characters you love so well, they're going to turn them into movies. And they're going to make like loki's gonna have a tv show i would have been so gassed i would have been so excited like now when you tell me that something i love is being done into a movie or a tv show i shudder because i know it's gonna be a fucking just i know it's gonna be a shit show you know i know they're gonna destroy that thing i know they're gonna vandalize that thing like a toilet wall in glasgow you know what i mean they're gonna they're gonna draw penises all over that thing and cut holes in it and like oh it's gonna be a, it's gonna be horrible it's gonna be horrible and uh, so now, you know, I know what's going on with these shows because I listen to like people like, uh, what do I listen to? I listen to like EFAP and, and uh, Critical Drinker and some of them guys, you know? So I know what's going on with the stories. And what they've done with Loki, <laughs> they, got this, they got this thing in Loki 
wherein they've basically retconned the entire Marvel Universe. It's like Sam Hyde is writing the Marvel Universe. People are like, Kira the Dawn, why don't you do a Sam Hyde reading wave? Uh, not Sam Hyde. <laughs> not Sam Hyde. Sam Harris. Shouts out to Sam Hyde. That's my boy. That's my boy. Sam, Har Sam Hyde sends me, uh, sends me financial advice. <laughs> he DMs me and sends me financial advice. He's, he's a good boy. Uh, Sam Harris. Yeah. Because in Loki, this TV show, right? This Marvel Universe TV show, they've said that now, like beyond space and time, like above and beyond everyone else, there's some shit called the Time Variance Authority, right? Which manages the timeline, the one sacred timeline. And if anything deviates from the timeline, they come in and fix it, right? So in the Marvel Universe, television universe now, uh, you know, if Hitler never went to art school, the time variance guys would have come in there and made sure he went to art school. You dig? Like, uh, you know, if uh, if Steve Rogers had not like gone back in time and uh, fannied around with that girl that he liked and done nothing about JFK or 9-11, right? Uh, he would have got melted by the time variance authority. They just melt motherfuckers. So basically in one episode of one TV show, they've rendered the entire history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe pointless because no one had any agency and everything was just dictated by this get this by the way by the way the people who dictate this in the loki tv show are space lizards and they're literally called space lizards which means in the marvel cinematic universe david ike was right and uh, sam harris was right so it's like this unholy alliance between sam harris and david ike uh in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where there is no free will and there is just space lizards and if you don't do the thing you were supposed to do you get melted you get melted right so that's what's up now uh, space lizards and you get melted you know what I mean if uh, Thanos hadn't snapped all their mofos he would have got melted you know what I mean uh, oh and there was this other thing where in, in, in the, for the time variance people like Petty things like infinity stones mean nothing and they use them as paperweights, which is just like laughing in the face of anyone who took any of those movies seriously. You know. So maybe that's the joke. Maybe that's the joke. So anyway, yeah, shouts out to shouts out to all that. Why did I start ranting on about that shit? I guess someone might have mentioned Loki. Let's see what everyone's saying in the chat. Uh, how's everyone enjoying this stream? <laughs> How are you enjoying the pitched down, sat down? By the way, this is the most I've sat down uh, since I got to Cancun. Because uh, when I got to Cancun, I had, uh, what's it called? A sciatic nerve issue. And I was in absolute agony. And I could not sit. I could not stand. I was in absolute agony. And this is because I was working so hard before we left. Texas because I knew I only had so much time in my studio you know so I was doing you know 18 hour work shift days uh sat at my desk uh finishing JBP Wave 3 the album and uh a bunch of other stuff you know so yeah JBP Wave 3 the album is, is almost finished it's just waiting on the uh the orchestra parts um and anyway yeah that's because I was I was just straight, and I was just straight sat in this gamer chair, you know, in some stupid ass position for like eight, nine hours at a time, get up, uh, go and eat a steak, make a coffee, go back, sit down, you know. So by the time I got to, I got to Mexico, I was in, in agony, man. 
I was in agony. My wife found me uh, a chiropractor, uh, just absolute angel of a man called Oliver, you know? And, uh, that's why we had one reason we had to stay in Cancun, because a lot of people were saying, Kira the Don, go play at El Carmen. Go play at El Carmen, Kira the Don. It's cool, and play at El Carmen. But I had a chiropractor in, in, in uh, Cancun, so I had to stay in Cancun. And uh, I had a chiropractor called Oliver, and he had a, a big, thick lady, a uh, big, powerful lady, like big arms, you know? And she was giving me these, like, 50 to 80 minute massages, you know, so I was seeing him a couple times a week for the first part. And uh, he'd be hitting me with a drill, you know, buddha, 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 buddha. He had a straight up drill. This guy is a savage, you know, they have these, uh, they have professional massage equipment, which is a bit like a kind of microphone attached to a drill, right? But he also had a legit straight up drill for when that thing didn't work, you know, and he was telling me about how him and the other chiropractors, they all got like group chats and shit. They're in like secret society of chiropractors and they hit each other up with the secret source about the new knowledges and what kind of drills are good to get and shit of that nature. He was a bad, 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 bad man. But anyway, yeah, it took me a long time to get to the point where I could walk and shit. And, uh, but I'm there now, you know, I'm walking. Uh, but I, my days of sitting are done. My days of sitting for extended periods of time are done. So I have a standing desk situation. And literally sitting down here now talking to you is the longest I have sat down uh, at any one time. Uh, certainly since we came to this crib. Certainly since we came to play Adele Carmen. You know? So it's kind of crazy. So when we eventually get back to Texas, I'm going to have to get one of those uh, desks that lift up when you press a button. You know, those type joints. I'm going to have to throw away the gamer chair. I'll give it to Hercules. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy to think. Oh, shit. So here I am. Um, how old am I? 41. My sitting days are over. My sitting days are done, baby. You know? I could have been... It's so weird to think all those years I just sat down without giving a care, you know, without a care. I just sit down in all kinds of stupid ass positions, you know, twisting myself and contorting myself, just sitting down, baby. I'll be sitting down, you know, I'd, I'd like pop an edible and just sit down, you know, and sit there and make music for 14 hours. Those days are done. I ain't a sitting down dude no more. I'm a stand up guy. I'm a stand up guy. How about that? You know? I'm a stand-up guy, and it's it's difficult. It's weird. I ain't used to it yet. It's gonna take a while to get used to. Like your body just feels it's just a different thing. When I my whole I've been making music for over 20 years, you know, and uh, the way I've always made music is sitting down. Now I can't do it sitting down. I can't do it because I got a sciatic nerve that got pinched. And that motherfucker didn't like it. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever had that shit. It's weird, right? It'll pinch you at the top of the base of your spine. Uh, like your, your ass bone, your coccyx type thing around that, somewhere around that, I know. But it all, it's your leg that hurts. I was confused, and it's the bottom of your leg. Like, the pain first started in my shin, you know, and it worked its way up, you know. Worked its way up, and uh, kind of like like uh, a symbiote. You know, when the symbiote takes over venom or something like that, you know, it kind of like crawled up the leg, and the, the pain was like that, you know. So anyway... Long story short, my sitting days is, is pretty much over, baby. My sitting days is pretty much over. And uh, I guess the only thing that was stopping it from happening earlier was because last year we streamed every day, you know, and I was stood up for uh, like four or five hours every day, right? And I guess that kept it at bay, you know, until... Uh, and then, then I just straight up... That was it, basically, right? I'm standing up like five hours a day or whatever, maybe more. 
And then I went for that to basically just sitting down all day trying to get as much music done as possible before I had to leave my studio, you know? So that was pretty intense on the old, the old nerve. But, you know, we here. We here now, baby. Trials and tribulations, but we here. Uh, we here, uh, you know, every day we get a step closer to um, getting through this, you know? I hope so, anyway. We're taking the steps. All we can do right now is the interesting thing, you know, that a lot of gurus and motherfuckers like that will tell you, you know, that in certain times all you can do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's literally all we can do right now. Like, there is no long-term planning, no, like, no near-term planning or nothing. It's literally just like, what do we have to do? Execute, 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 uh, in order that we may get home, but also in order that we may continue to do our duty and uh, make this music and make these videos and, uh, and you know, do our part in the world. You know, do our part in the world. MH Digital Web says, I need a treadmill desk. Yo, my homie Arden got a treadmill desk. That's taking a whole extra step, right? Because you get the stand-up desk, but then the treadmill desk as well. Yeah, my homie Arden got the, got the treadmill desk. Uh, interesting. Yeah, maybe that's the vice. Maybe you could get like a floor, like a whole, um, you know those video games where the, light, the floors light up and they, they vibrate and shit like that? You could get a floor that can become uh, a multi-directional treadmill and also like a light-up disco floor that gives you kind of some kind of bonus points for, uh, you know, for hitting certain things. I don't know, I've got to look into that. Maybe that's a mean wave thing. Man like James Scott welcomes level one. Boop, boop, boop. I'll tell you one thing we have not yet done. We've been sat here chatting for a little while, right? And we have not done something that we normally do. And it, it would be remiss of me to go any further. You know, it would be remiss of me, James Scott, to go any further without doing an international high five. Come on, come on, come on. What is this? Yo, it's gotten dark outside now. Hey, okay, so this is what it looks like dark. It's just like a black square like a black, it's like the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey back there. Do you know how visually interesting that is? But anyway, uh, you know, we're working all this out. We're working all this out. I've got a pitch down voice. Let's do a high five. Pew, pew. All right, brothers and sisters, we're going to dedicate this international high five to uh, the fathers. You know, it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We're going to dedicate this to the fathers, you know, fathers that did that father, and you know, that really did it. They really did it, you know, that raised their kids, that loved their women, that protected their families, you know, that did their part, you know, shout out to the fathers. All right, we can dedicate this international high five to the fathers. All we're going to do is an international high five. Are we going to do that thing? Are we going to do it without our sound effects? Because I haven't hooked that shit up yet, but best believe I shall. Best believe I will. Best believe we going to do it. All right, so we're just going to pull back, you know, pop, pop, pop. We can go three. We're going two. We're gonna do one. We go high five. Boop. And we did it, right? We did it. Bop, 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 bop. That's right. That duh. That duh. That duh is international high five. Pum. And we in here, baby. We in here. Shout out to everyone. What's cracking? Let's see what's see what the people are saying. What people are saying out, out there in Choose Out Land. What are people saying? We've got Matt Carter in the house says, Akira could make Tony Robbins track off this stream. <laughs> That's so confusing. Akira could make a Tony Robbins track off this stream. 
All right, I think I understand. Uh, Multiverse Media Space says no to the serpent. Exactly. Matt says, recently I have been to a rewatch of Meaning Crisis and Chill. That was such a good series. We're going to finish that series. Best believe it. We're going to finish that series. We're going to finish that series, baby. And uh, I'm looking forward to being able to do that stuff. Uh, you know, I've got to hunt down my package. I can hunt down my package. It's got a number of important things in the package. It's got the uh, charging plug for my water flusser. I need that. I need my water flusser, baby. Carnivorous dudes like myself will eat a lot of steak and not much nothing else. They need the water flusser. It's also got in it a bracket, uh, a sand for my new monitor, right? Uh, which will allow it to sit on a shelf which is at the height of my head when I'm standing up. Currently, I'm all hunched over. Why it's so messed up? I'm stood up, right, but I'm hunched over because the monitor's too low. Killing myself. Killing myself. And uh, the package has also got in it a native instruments adapter for my uh, portable DJ system. I have a portable DJ system. Again, I used to have portable DJ systems back in the day, like 10 years ago. You know, but then I've been stationary for a while, so I had like you know the big the big pioneer mixer and the big decks and all this stuff. But you can't be moving those around. You can't put those in carry-on luggage. I couldn't even put my carry-on luggage in carry-on luggage. By the way, I went Sweetwater and I said, "Yo, Sweetwater, they're a music dealership." I said, "I need uh, two bags that will fit in carry-on luggage, and one of the bags is gonna fit all my music shit in it, and one of the bags has got to fit all my video shit in it. This is all the stuff." that I have that needs to fit in these bags. Cause you get like a guy, a sweet water, you know, and the guy, that's your guy and they sort you out. Um, anyway, so he recommended me a bag. After first trying to sell me the whole list of shit I sent him cause he thought I wanted to replace it or something. Anyway, uh, so I got a couple of these really expensive bags, like really expensive, like over a thousand dollars worth of bags. And when I got to the king airplane, right? They wouldn't let me on the airplane with the bags. They were too big for carry on. They were like an inch bigger. Like, how's that shit happen? I had to put them in the hole. I had to put all of my equipment. I had to put all of my equipment, right? You ain't seen that shit. I'll have to show you all from another angle. For the next stream, I'll fix the audio issue and I'll get another camera so you can see what we're working with in here. Maybe we'll make a beat live or something, you know? While we're waiting for uh, my, my record deck so we can play gigs. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's my life, baby. My life, you know? All these, all these, uh, hard drives and audio interfaces and laptops, multiple laptops. This microphone that I bought, this microphone I'm talking to now, right? I've been rocking this microphone since 2004. Four or five, four. This was Interscope money. And in, when I signed to my first record deal with Interscope Records, and uh, I convinced them to allow me to have uh, an advance to spend on buying a home studio which they did not let people do back then and they tried to stop me and I only signed with them on condition that they would I was going to go Warner's or someone like I went you know and uh, I bought this microphone I've had this microphone since then this is the microphone that Jimmy Iovine bought me this this the Jimmy Iovine microphone you know and I had this since then and it's been all around the world with me this microphone and it was in the carry-on you know and I had to put it in the hold and you've seen them right you get on your plane and you're going up your plane, you look out the window and you see those guys, the baggage guys, they're just like, whoop, you know what I mean? They are just, they are yeeting the luggage, right? They are straight yeeting the luggage. It's like they're having a competition, 
You know what I mean? I was like, I was begging the woman. I said, please don't let them eat my luggage. Right? This is my life in here. Please. I was like, please, you know, since you're, since you're going to be uh, a bumblehole and not let me take this luggage onto the plane, you know, because it's an inch bigger than you say it should be, you know, just because it's inch bigger than normal. I don't see that being a problem. You know, normally that's not a problem in my, in my experience, you know. When things is an inch or more bigger than people is expecting, that's often a good thing. But in the case of this, not a good thing. And the lady was not having it. But she did stop them from eating my luggage. I watched her out the window and she went and spoke to the guy. And the guy looked a bit disappointed, you know. And he looked up. And I sort of ducked out of the way. I didn't want him to see me in case he saw me and didn't like me. I was like, yeah, that guy, I want to fuck his luggage up. You know, but he didn't fuck my luggage up. He didn't fuck it up. And then we got to Mexico. We were waiting for the luggage to come out of the thing. You know you do that is a bit nerve-wracking sometimes. We would, I think it was like an hour we were waiting. Our luggage came out last. It was like the last luggage to come out. But of course it was the first luggage, it was the last luggage to go on. So I guess that made sense, you know. But whew, when I got it and it was okay, I was very happy. You know? When I got it and it was okay, I was very, very happy. I was very, very happy when I got this. This CRT TV. And it was okay. It's part of my workflow. I couldn't take my CRT TV from Texas. Mexico first thing I did when I got to Mexico uh, was try and source a CRT TV and I looked high and low I walked all over Cancun I went to every second-hand shop there is there aren't any they'll shut down because it's some Hanks you got a picture of them on a map you know you look on your Google Maps you look on your Apple Maps whichever map you look at I looked at numerous maps there's supposed to be a second-hand place right here that sells all TVs it's not there they all shut down they all shut down uh, eventually, I had to go on Facebook, and you know I don't like to go on Facebook. Facebook is a terrifying place, you know. Facebook is 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 a terrifying place. They say, uh, someone said, you know, you know, you go on Twitter, you find your future. I don't know about that. They say on Facebook, you'll find your past. It's real shit, baby. You ever go on Facebook, uh, and like, it's got like stories at the top, and it's like, oh, that person. I wonder how they are, and you click, and you wish you hadn't. Because they are not good. You know I mean, they've been fully consumed by the mind virus and they are posting all kind of creepy, terrifying shit. And you're like, I used to like, you were such a cool, loving person. You used to come hit me up. You used to be like, it'd be like somebody used to come up to you at the decks when you was DJing, you know, and they'd come over and they were all happy and lovely and they bring such great energy. And now they just sat there on Facebook, just reposting horror and, and lecturing people and being a dickhead. It's depressing, man. You know, don't go on Facebook if you don't have to. But I went on Facebook. Because people are telling me people sell things on Facebook. I didn't know about that. I didn't know Facebook was like a swap meet. But it is. And I went on Facebook, right? And there's like a bunch of like Mexican people selling old TVs. And I hit a bunch of them up, you know. I'll be using the old Translate device. The old, uh, the old, I've got to shout out Google Translate. It, it's very good. I don't know if there's a competing translation service that's not Google. Because, you know, we try not to use Google as much as possible. He says on YouTube. <laughs> But the translate works real well. Whoever done that, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. I could walk around. I can make myself understood. I could buy a TV. I did that. I'd speak in this to guy for like a couple of days, you know, on the TV. And uh, sometimes Google Translate, I wasn't sure if it's true. I have one of my friends who speaks uh, some, of the, some of the old Spanish, you know. And uh, he was like, I don't know, this guy looks like maybe this guy's trying to bait you to a place to kidnap you. Because the guy was like, I was like, can you can you take it to me? Because I don't have a car. The guy's like, nah, I'll leave it outside the crib. You can take a chance if you want. I was like, what? Look weird. My homie was like, yeah, I think he's going to kidnap you. It's like, nah, I don't know. 
You seem nice. I thought, fuck, I'll take a chance. Like, I need a, I need a CRT TV. Maybe I'll get kids after. Maybe I do. <laughs> and uh, he was in a barrio, you know? He was in like a, he was like in a, in a place, the sort of place I've seen in movies, you know? It was like a, a bunch of kind of like, almost like shacks, you know, like corrugated parts of the buildings. Some of the buildings is bits of just like, it looks like they've taken a car, you know, and, and just used half of the car to make a wall. You know, in the middle of the street, there's just a pile of, pile of, uh, of uh, tires, you know, just stacks of tires. They've used tires to make a wall and they've got beautiful plants growing out of them, you know. And the whole place is like an island in a sea of rubble. You had to go through all this rubble to get to this like little kind of crazy like junkyard village. And uh, you go at top of the top of the road of the village thing. It's just a massive pile of trash on fire. Just a giant inferno of blazing trash. And little kids just running around all happy. And there's beautiful flowers covering everything. That's one of the great things I really like about Mexico. Like there's lots of piles of kind of rubble and trash with the most beautiful orange flowers you've ever seen growing all over it. You know, it really be that way. And uh, the guy who drove me, he didn't speak no English either, you know, but we were able to make jokes in the in the car, and that was cool. He was like, the first person I seen who didn't have a mask on. Like, everyone had a mask on in Cancun, but he didn't, you know. And uh, he, was, he was very healthy. He looked like the Chad meme guy. You know the Chad meme guy with the big jaw and the, and the, and the stubble? And the, he looked like that guy. He was cool. Anyway, he drove me to this place, you know. And uh, I found the guy. He came out. Get the TV, gave me the TV. I gave him some cash, you know. We we traded some smiles and some slaps and some and some poking that they do people translate to say something, you know. And, uh, and I got the TV, and uh, now I'm able to make uh, visuals. So I'm very happy about that, you know. Very happy about that because uh, I can do that now, you know. And it was really really amazing. The whole thing cost. Um, so <laughs> so weird. To go there in a taxi, buy the TV, and come back cost 20 bucks. Twenty bucks, Avis Chill says, what if he was the chat? Yeah, what if he was, maybe he was. I mean, a lot of people have been me I mean, I hear, you know, you'd be like it'd be that way when you're in a new place, right? Get it. But I'm like, are you an angel? You know, are you an angel person? Maybe you're an angel. Maybe you like some of these people be like angels, you know? They just appear and like, they, they just do angelic shit. Like drive you to drive you to a, to a beautiful kind of like junkyard village in the middle of a pile of rubble and get you a TV. And uh, this won't work if you're listening to this on audio. Just imagine what my music videos and shit look like, but I'll just show you why, you know, how this rocks. So how I work this a bit. So, uh, oh, you can't see the box. I'll do another video where I show you the equipment. But like, yeah, I got this now, and I can do all my stuff. I can do all my effecty things, and uh, and it's just a lot. So honestly, like, it's very inspiring to me to have a CRT television, just with a nice looping gear for. I got Crunchyroll, you know, play anime, and like running it through my effects box, you know, so I can just play with it a little bit. Sometimes. Uh, I'm gonna add this to my hyper productivity thing. People have been asking me, like, I care the don't. How do you remain keeping like working and putting all this stuff out whilst in the middle of being in exile and all this? But it's like it's the same thing. But I've the the visual component has added an extra thing because 
sometimes um, when you're in the zone working on something uh, sometimes it's possible to get so lost in the source um, say, say here's the thing so you're doing multiple songs all right so you can be in the zone you can get in the zone of like the one song right but sometimes if you're moving to another song there can be a bit of friction because you're changing mode somehow but i have found that having a visual aspect within your immediate surroundings which has a continuity so in the case of my crt tv it has a vibe and a feeling and, a, and an exaggerated color range right and these like dots and kind of and it's just always there so it's this consistent thing which uh seems to inspire a part of me and seems to kind of keep a little part of my brain on what are a bit sparky in a certain area so it seems to work as a kind of consistency uh as a kind of glue to keep everything flowing together so i've been able to be doing since i've had that in my life i found it a lot easier to do seemingly disparate things and retain zone flow magic way more than previously like i said with this it's always a case of constant recalibration and, and, and you know i've been doing this now for over three is it three years i don't even know anymore it was i know i started it in february one year 2018 that was it 2021 now so it was over three years yeah. but this has been an extra additional level an extra additional level is having this uh, I think it's I think that's why I think lighting works in a similar way you know and uh, I think maybe uh, incense could work in a similar way I don't know I don't know the science of this this is bro science you know what I mean like my shit is all bro science right? uh, but then it, I often find it just gets backed up because I'll talk to a smart person who like a, no, I'm not saying I'm not a smart person uh, there's different kinds of smart I'll talk to an educated person who's been educated in the field right I'll talk to someone like Eric Weinstein or someone like that. And then they'll just corroborate something that I had worked out instinctively. And I'll go, okay, cool. I'm not that, I'm the kind of motherfucker who will work things out and instinctively know things and understand things. And then you'll talk with somebody who's very, very learned on a certain subject and they'll have spent 40 years studying to get to the conclusion you got to through your instinct. You know, but, uh, that kind of shit don't work for everybody, but it works for me. Also, it gets me in trouble. So yeah, there's that. Uh, what up, BBQ? Uh, thank you for the $20 super chat, you beast. Uh, says, Happy Father's Day. My two kids fall asleep to your music every night. Wisdom through music, changing the world. Oh, shit, man, that made me tear up. <laughs> Yo. Yo, that, well. <clears throat> uh, thank you, BBQ. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, it's, it's an honor to be uh, a part of the life of you and your children. That's a beautiful thing. And God bless you. You know, God bless you. There is so much horror out there in the world uh, waiting, not just waiting, just actively, actively trying to get to our children. There is so much horror being created by monsters and demons out there in our world. And they actively trying to get our children, you know, they as actively, but it's a, it's a battle every day it's a battle and it's it's it, it feels like it's almost impossible sometimes right you know but there are things you can do and there are things that exist in this world that are good you know uh my son was having trouble he was having nightmares you know the other night and he came in 
died a nightmare. He told me about it. And he said, can we listen to Jocko? Yeah, and I got the earbuds. Got the little earbuds and put on Way of the Warrior Kid podcast. You know? And he snuggled up and he cuddled me, you know? And fell asleep listening to Jocko. Because he'd been listening to Jocko for years. You know, for, for years and years of his life, every single night, he listened to Jocko to go to sleep. You know, we've listened to those Way of the Warrior Kid podcasts, I don't know how many times. I don't know how many times. I, I can recite them, you know? Like, I could be listening to them and I can just, like, talk along with them like they're a pop song, you know? And, uh, and that's a beautiful thing. So shout out to everyone who's putting beautiful things in the world for our children, you know, because there's some, there's some sick, sick demons out there who are putting horror into the world and specifically trying to get our children to see those things and uh yeah you know if i had if i had more time on my hands i might like seriously consider becoming some kind of vigilante just to hunt down some of these fucks but anyway i don't talk about that right now crix 503 thank you for the 490 super chat that's so nice says happy father's day maz so say all of us so say all of us uh. <laughs> Laura Pip says you're a smart person don't do it yourself oh yeah I know you're right I know I'm smart uh, I, when I, it's the, the right word for that it's a certain kind of uh, and that's what I meant was, was educated an educated person someone who's been educated specifically in a certain field or what have you because I, I am self-educated uh, since I left school when I was 16 you know I'm a self-educated human being I went to the university of life <laughs> And all that. Uh, Scoops82 says, Where the warrior kid wave. One of the things I'm, I want to do and will do at some point is uh, some children, some album, some records for children. But um, I do, people write to me all the time and they say that they play Meaning Wave to their kids. You know, and I've, I've never been a proponent, I've always been a proponent of uh, of not talking down to kids. I talk to kids like I talk to anyone. Apart from the, you know, I, I don't swear <laughs> as much, but uh, you know, kids are smarter than a lot of people think. You know, kids are smarter than a lot of adults until they get that beaten out of them. You know, and uh, yeah, uh, Aaron Chef eighty two says I play Jordan Peterson waves to my son. Hey. Nice. Mute Barbecue says, my oldest one always acts, acts for uh, the user interface, Reality by Scott Adams. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, uh, Ill Inc. says, it's so true they want the kids. They, they, they. They do. Of course they do. Of course they do. Of course they do. Well, they ain't getting them. They ain't getting them. Shouts out to uh, Patrick Mc McGowan. It's McGowan. You ever see The Prisoner? What do you want? <laughs> Answers. You won't get it. You won't get it. Uh, 2076 says, yeah, an expert niche knowledge. Yeah, what up? YouTube Hero Alex. How you doing, baby? How you doing, YouTube Hero Alex? He says, uh, be a plumber. The first meaning wave track was uploaded to YouTube on July 2nd. 
So that would make the four-year anniversary for Meaning Wave just 12 days away. Akira Don. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it would. It would. I've got to consult. I've got to... We're putting together a calendar. We're putting together a calendar, you know, of... of uh, of events, of dates, you know, of dates. And, uh, you know, we can plan things better. Yeah, you're right, we better have a party. Oh, shit. Four years! Four years of Mini Wave. Four years of Mini Wave. We're gonna have to, yeah, you're right, Savage. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a Mini Wave birthday party. I'll have my plug by then, so I'll be able to DJ. I'll be able to play songs. How about that? I'll be able to play songs. I want to just be just, just sitting around talking like every other live stream. I realize man, every live stream is people sitting around talking and they're great. I've watched so many of those live streams. I put them on to go to sleep, you know? I don't know why I always felt, I always so like, I need to be doing a high energy, high production value for camera angle, multiple backgrounds, reactive visuals live extravaganza every show every stream maybe some streams i could just sit down and talk what do you think i don't know how do you feel about it how do you feel about it uh let me know how you'll feel about it uh Inc. says that's like a fourth of july pre-party every year oh yeah what day was it july 2nd yeah july 2nd yeah, so July 2nd. Well, that's cool, because they cancelled the 4th of July, right? In various places. Uh, so July 2nd. July 2nd. That's a July, that's a July 4th pre-party. July 2nd. Oh, yeah. Savage Chill says, I'd be up for a Dom Talk Show stream. Well, that's what this is, right? I feel that's what this is. We could make it a bit more talk showy. Uh, could get other people in. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Basically, right now, it was just important, uh, you know, that we were able to, you know, connect. And I was able to answer any pressing questions that you might have, which is why I called it Ask Akira. Although people don't, haven't asked that many questions, and that's cool. Uh, but it was just important that we were able to, you know, stay in touch and that you guys are all able to gather, to gather together and hang out, you know. So that's why we moved to a different city, you know. That's why we moved to a different city. And um, and it feels like it works. It feels like it works. It feels. I mean, I'm not listening. I am aware that it's pitched down and slightly glitchy, right? So maybe it feels like it doesn't quite work. <laughs> but well, shit. What up, Shrey? We got Shrey in the building. What up, Shrey? Shrey says I'm a teen from India and I'm a fan of your Meaning Wave series. Yo, that's sick. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to India, and uh, that's sick. Thank you for being here. What up, uh, Savage Chess is blessings to you and the Dawn fan. Uh, Reagan, Reagan, sorry, Reagan says, what's your favorite song you've ever made? I don't know. You know, it's like the cliche answer to that is like, would you ask someone what's their favorite, what's their favorite child? But no, that ain't true, because like some of you definitely like more than others. I imagine if you had like, I got, I got, I don't know, I don't know how many songs, but if you if we have a look, let's see how many songs we've got now in uh, the Meaning Wave playlist on Spotify. That's not all of them. That's just all the ones that are on Spotify. Four hundred and thirty. Oh, four hundred and thirteen. 
you hit that we've got 413 so i imagine if you had 413 children there would definitely be some that you liked more than others <laughs> um, <laughs> i think right now i really really love uh i never really love myself because with theo vaughn i never really love myself because i really like that one uh, i really like i don't feel alone as i used to and i'm learning how to have different feelings about myself i really love that one that was a dream you know uh when i had um what was that song sound of the rain sound of the rain that's one of the, my favorite songs because that was a song i've been wanting to make ever since i first heard mogwai i remember i went to see mogwai and this whole idea for a kind of music that you know that I was inspired in that moment when I heard the way the guitars came clashing in and the guitars came clashing in like a like when rain just starts to pour and that's what it felt like it sounded like and I had a vision for a kind of for a song you know and that was when I was a teenager and I eventually made that song last year and on this Theo album, I don't feel alone as I used to. That's also similarly, that's a kind of sound of a song I've been wanting to make since I was a teenager. That that kind of, it was like I kind of had a, it's like a that sort of Jesus and Mary Chain esque kind of. There was a feeling, and that was a feeling I wanted to to express for a long time. You know, uh, I really love stupid memories which isn't on Spotify because I've still yet to be able to speak to Joey Diaz and get his permission. You know, I haven't put that much effort into it. I wrote him a couple emails, but, um, I, you know, I'm very busy making records. It's hard. I, I really basically, I need to hire someone just to do that shit. You know, uh, I look forward to, to at some point, uh, soon. It's the thing I should do soon. Find somebody and hire them to do that to find people and connect me with people so that I may get their permission to turn their words into records, you know, because there's so many records I want to make. Uh, 2076 says the beard is looking very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been feeling a mess, you know, because I didn't have my grooming products from Texas with me. I've not been able to replace them. And a uh, wifey had some almond oil or something. I'll put it in my beard and, uh, and it made it feel better. So thank you. Thank you. Josh G says, did you have to get theirs permission? Uh, whose permission? But yeah, you know, you should get someone's permission if you're going to make a record with them, if you possibly can. I understand sometimes it's not possible, so then, you know, I don't know. That's down to you and God. But uh, where possible, you know, so, you know, I, I hunted down Theo Vaughn to get his permission to make that record. Some of it's particularly something like that, you know, because it's Theo Vaughn, that story, that's very, very personal. And I don't think that I have the right to take that man's story and make it into my record, a record. You know, it's, you just say my record, it's like I make it, but then it doesn't, it's not mine once it's out, it's everybody's, you know, and like, but still, I don't think that I have the right to take that man's story without his permission so uh, it was important for me to get his permission you know i got a song with william shatner that i made right and uh, i want to get his permission to put that song out but i tweeted i don't know if you saw this i tweeted um 
yo can anyone put me in touch with William Shatner and I put his at in it you know just in case he happened to see it because I'd be like William Shatner pretty sure he has a million messages so if I added him he'd never see it but just in case but he did see it like almost immediately and he was like no well and he's like no I will not give you permission because you shouldn't have made it without getting permission first because I said yo I've made a song and I would love to get your permission to release it because I think it would be really helpful to and really you know because it's uh, I'll, I, I'm going to play it for you guys not right now because I want to anyway uh, and he basically was like no fuck you <laughs> you should have got permission first and then a load of people including Naval Naval uh, responded and said huh ironic William Shatner is living in the past <laughs> and so a load of people responded being like oh William Shatner don't be a dick Akira the Don's amazing so William Shatner blocked me because of you guys and I thank you it's really nice that so many of you like suck up for me right but uh really upset it just blocked me <laughs> god damn oh man but then what i'd initially hoped would happen happened and someone wrote to me and said i've got a personal connection with william shatner all right so i've been working on this record the whole time making it as good as i possibly making it as as realized as possible as fully realized as possible it's got a string section on it now it's got harp it's got choir it's <laughs> ridiculous um and it's very nearly finished uh i got my homie mastering it right now and so i'm gonna get it via this personal connection i'm gonna try and get it to william shatner who told me to fuck off basically and blocked me and it, i'm good company because uh red letter media got blocked by him as well <laughs> you know when they were just what they <laughs> Jazz has a red letter media. They follow me on Twitter, by the way, which is really, uh, you know, one of, one of the things I'm proud of. Because <laughs> I love red letter media. I love red letter media so much. If you don't know who they are, they make uh, videos. They do film criticism. They're brilliant. And um, anyway, they got blocked by Shatner because they, like, wanted to get him on the show. And they, like, tweeted or something about getting him on the show. And then s someone sent him their Geek Squad, which is a parody of geek... Uh, youtube videos and he thought that was really them so he blocked them and said i don't associate with geeks or some shit like that. <laughs> uh, so you see william shatner like he don't fuck around do you know he's 90. william shatner is 90. he's 90 and he's on twitter just getting in beef mad beef with the ideologically possessed and dispossessed alike on a daily basis you know he out there going to war on twitter.com you know <laughs> oh my goodness anyway yeah so um yeah i've been i'm i'm gonna get that song to shatner and uh my my hope what i'm aiming at you know the end result that which i'm aiming is that shatner hears it and goes oh actually this is wonderful this definitely should exist in the world and uh that he decides that he wants it to be on his album you know, because I know he put out an album. He's putting out another album soon. You know, and uh, that's wonderful because William Shatner albums are wonderful. You might, of course, have heard me play his cover version of Pulp's Common People many times. That's one of those rare occasions where a seemingly perfect song is actually improved upon uh, by the cover version. William Shatner's version of Pulp's Common People is actually better than Pulp. Pulp's Con People and Pulp's Con People is one of the best records ever. So anyway, yeah, that's what's going on with that. And uh, 
Yeah, if I get his permission, I'll release it. And if I don't get his permission, I won't release it, but I will play it for you. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, and I put a lot of money and effort and time and love into this song. And he could easily say, fuck off again, because he already did once. But it's a really beautiful record. I really love it. People are like, why do you even, look, why do you even, like, give that asshole the blessing that is to be a part of the Meaning Wave universe? You know, and I said, because I heard him say something and touched my soul. I heard him say something. I saw him speaking and he said something beautiful and true. And I made it into a song. That's all it is. It's like, it glittered. So I was speaking with John Viveki about, and we were talking about um, what makes me turn something into a song. Aside, and aside from, you know, what is Meaning Wave? Meaning Wave is a psychotechnology and a, and a ongoing musical narrative, right? It's an ongoing musical narrative. It's a story I'm telling, you know, it's an epic story. And, in, and it's like comic books, you know, comic book stories, they go on forever, but they have their arcs, you know, and Meaning Wave is like that. Meaning Wave will go on forever, uh, or at least until, you know, I stop making it. I'm aiming at nowhere numbers, you know, I'm looking at 900, 900-ish, you know, so that's a lot of time to make a lot of records. But uh, as far as, you know, so there are certain topics and issues and and things that I wish to incorporate and I know I'm doing and working towards. But of course, there's also room for inspiration along the way. And you might see something. You might see William Shatner saying something. And as I was speaking with John Vivecki, and also I spoke with Jordan Peterson about this, because the, the way I was able to explain it was based on something he said about reading the Bible. It's like certain passages just glitter. And that's how it is. It's certain certain bits of conversations just glitter and you see them as the beautiful musical movie moment that they are you know they stand out they become an extra dimension it's like an extra dimension is suddenly apparent you know they're they're, they're more than 3d they glitter they shimmer like things you're supposed to pick up in a video game you know like, oh shit, there's an apple over there. You playing Zelda. <laughs> you playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is what we've been doing. We've been doing. We bought the Switch with us on our adventure, you know. We just uh, we just beat Ganon. We beat Ganon just day before yesterday, Hercules and I, and we got the DLC. And after this stram, Hercules and I are going to go get us a motorbike, because apparently there's a motorbike in the DLC of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And you can ride on a motorbike around Hyrule. And if that ain't nice, I don't know what is. If that ain't nice, I don't know what it is. But as I was saying, something's glitter, you know? And that bit of conversation with William Shatner glittered. I saw it glittering. I know when I see something glittering. And by this point in my life, I have learned to trust my instinct and trust my my uh, visionary powers. Because they always write. And if I ignore them, it's at my peril. And when God gives you something, you don't say, nah, all right, God. You know what I mean? You take that thing that God gives you. You know what I mean? You do not look that gift horse in the mouth. Because if you turn down that gift from God, he might not give you another one. He might not give you another one. You know, them muses, them muses, people will be like, oh, you got to get you to chase that muse. You ain't got to chase a muse. 
You know what I mean? That's what I say. You turn, you turn up every day. You do the thing and you turn up every day and you keep doing it, you keep doing it. And you get at that access to idea space in the fifth dimension, which is where the muses all chill. Right? And you get access to that space. So you can just crank that motherfucker open and you'd be like, oh yeah, I see. You see all the shit and you can get it, right? But also, once you're in that space, some of those muses who are, you know, angels and messengers of God, they might straight up come over and give you some shit. They might walk up to you and be like, look at this guy, we see him, he's here every day. Every day he breaking into the fifth dimension idea space and grabbing shit. You just straight up like, I think this is the kind of guy we should give some of the good shit, you know? The really, the really good shit, the once in a generation type shit, the once in a lifetime shit, the shit they gave to, to uh, you know, the shit that, uh, say, Shakespeare uh, got, you know, the shit that Martin, the Martin Scorsese got, you know what I mean? Shit that Roald Dahl got. Shit Kurt Vonnegut got, you know? Shit that Michael Jackson got. Not everybody got the shit that Michael Jackson got, right? And you could straight up be in the zone. You could be in the zone and you could be breaking into idea space every day. And you would not have access to the shit that Michael Jackson got because it's in a fucking, they, they keep that shit locked up, right? They keep that shit locked up uh, in one of those bank vault type situations with the giant clock thing, you know? And they only they only break that open for certain people. You want to be that's what you want to be. You want to be one of those people. In this lifetime, I would say that's a good thing to wear is being one of those people that the muses will crack open the special vault for. You ain't gonna get access to that vault turning down shit from God. That's all I'm saying. I've got to say, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Jokims, thank you to 149. Appreciate you and uh, Size O'Fay, Size O'Fay. God bless you. Appreciate you, baby. Uh, thank you for the $10 super chat. Uh, Ill Inc. says they straight drop gems into dreams at night too. They really, really do. They really do. And you got to pay attention to that too. And that's why you might want to keep a notebook by your bed. Uh, you might want to get a kid to wake you up at a random time. because it's you. Otherwise, you might not remember your dreams. You know. Uh, what up, Michael? Boyas Vert says, Kira, you do great work. Keep it up. Thank you. Laura Pip in the uk and it's like practically time to get up is going to bed shout out to you god bless god bless you laurie pip mike can uh have you checked out your suggestion folder on discord uh not today um but i do check it out i have found things in there i have found things and matt laddie says shatner is a boss yes he is shatner is a g shatner is a g and uh, I got a mad love for Shatner. Everyone's like, everyone's expecting me to go to war with William Shatner. Why would I go to war with William Shatner? You know? He took it the way he took it. And I understand how he took it and how he could have interpreted it in that way. And he don't owe me nothing. He don't owe nobody nothing. He's 90 years old and he was Captain Kirk. He don't owe nobody nothing. You know? God bless that man. God bless that man. Multiverse Media Space. What's up to you? What's up to you? 2076 says no numbers. I told you. He says it. I do. I say it to the point that my kid believes it. I say it to the point my kid believes it. And my kid says, I like, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to live to 99. I say, why 99? He says, I want to live to just before I'm 100. But then die just before I'm 100. Just to, just to fuck with people. He doesn't say fuck with people. He says to troll everybody or something like that. <laughs> That's his plan. He was like, yeah, because everyone will be getting ready to a hundred party and then I'll just die. <laughs> okay. Uh, Scoops82. 
Thank you for Tony Dollar Super Show. God bless you. Uh, says, not much to say. Thank you for all you do. Hey, thank you. Oh, and so, so Faye, now I can see that he actually said something. Or she. Uh, one of them. Says, do a song with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli is a G. Yeah. That's what I got to say on that. Well, I got to say, so many people, baby. So many people. So many people. Really excited. Really excited about stuff that's coming up. We've got a brand new single with a brand new member of the Meaning Wave universe. Coming up. Uh, a week after next. Yeah, so not the, not Friday coming up. The Friday after, got a single with a brand new member of the Meaning Wave universe, and it's banger. It's banger. You're gonna love it. I'm really excited. Yo, yo, stay Dugan, stay Dugan. Says Earthbound by Shatner. I wish I could hear an ATD version. Uh, I don't know that one. Maybe I, I don't know. If I do know that one. I don't know if I know that one. Oh shit. Um, Josh G said it would be interesting to hear Theo's thoughts on how the album turned out since it is such a personal story yeah that would be wonderful and uh, part of the uh, of what we've been dealing with recently it's been uh, very intense and we've been dealing with a lot of stuff outside of what I've told you about um, I don't think I even got to some of it some of it anyway yeah uh, and that's meant I've not been in the position to arrange uh, a conversation with Theo that we could publicly do. Uh, I have not been in the position to be able to do things like that uh, until now. So maybe we can make something like that happen. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, Sice Obey. Thank you for the $20 super chat. You beautiful, beautiful beast. Says, your music has taken me through some dark times, homie. Please keep it up. I love the Terence McKenna tracks. I'm really looking forward to doing more Terence McKenna. I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm really looking forward to doing more Terence McKenna. Kai Sofei. Is it Kai Sofei or Sai Sofei? I don't know. But either way, thank you for the support. Thank you for being here. I'm grateful to your views in your life and I'm looking forward to doing more Terence. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing more Terence. I had a beautiful synchronicity. Uh, when I get back to Texas, there's a bunch of stuff. What's good about these situations, right? When you get pulled out of your, you get pulled out of your uh, situation. It really makes you appreciate what you have, but it also really throws everything up, and it makes you able to really uh, uh, visualize to a much greater degree. I'm finding, and so I'm having even more defined and uh, explicit uh, vision of what what I'm doing and where we're going and where this is going and where it's being taken. And there's things I want to do visually that we currently can't do. And I, I wasn't even sure if they're possible, but now I know they're possible and now I know how they're achieved. I've been researching and, and looking and, and uh, I found a guy on Etsy. <laughs> I found a guy on Etsy who makes something that I really wanted to exist. And that's just wonderful. So when I go back to Texas, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be basically learning some new skills and learning some new techniques, uh, visual and audio, sonic. So you can expect you can expect here's what you can expect. You can expect music to keep coming out every Friday. You can expect dope visuals to keep dropping. You can expect the next album. Uh, 
to be beautiful uh, and it's, it's a brilliant continuation of this and it's very very you it's gonna be very very useful it's gonna help you it's gonna help you to not suffer what Theo suffered needlessly it's gonna help you be able to put yourself together when you break it's gonna help you in so many ways and then the album after that is uh, a real real big level up production wise and uh, it's mind-blowingly mind-blowingly good and uh, and then it depends when I can get back it depends when I can get back to America you know but the vision I have is for for something uh, beyond Michael Jackson beyond Jim Steinman I, I like and uh, beyond the KLF and some stuff that's never existed before some stuff that's existed in my dreams you know some stuff that's existed in my imaginings and those are the things that I'm going to be uh, I'm very excited to return to the US and get after you know so that's cool <laughs> uh, what up pixie thank you for the 10 dollar nz thanks it's great to see you atd been listening to quarantine streams on repeat enjoy this latest adventure love the don fan bear. oh that's so cool thank you pixie i'm really glad those streams have got uh repeat uh quality you can listen to them again I'm never sure with stuff like that. You sometimes think maybe something like that is of its time. You listen to it of its time. Um, but yeah, that's great. That's great. Also, partly that's why uh, we've been doing these mixtapes. There's a bunch more of those coming. We've got a bunch in the can. Uh, I've just, I keep having these little levels up with visuals and then like the kind of visual that would have, would have been perfectly sufficient in January is no longer sufficient and takes longer. So I have to stay up later or some shit. I don't know. But yeah, uh, that's part of where we're doing the, we're doing the next stage. We want to do uh, things that you can listen to repeatedly and things that have uh, repeat listening value and things that will bring things out of the music that maybe had not been seen before, you know. But I'm really looking forward to doing some DJ sets when the plug comes. I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, doing some shows. You know, someone hit me up and asked me, said uh, they want to they wanna book me for a gig in Tulum. Who knows if that's a real thing? People often say things and then they're not real, but who knows if to, to do a show in Mexico would be very cool, huh? What up, Walking Mall Poet? Man, like Walking Mall Poet. Walking Mall Poet, good to see you, you bad buggy. you. Uh, Walking Mall Poet says, what does Walking Mall Poet say? Let's see if I can read it. Akira, it's a blessing to see you. Thanks for the music that inspires me daily. Sending energy to you and your family. If you choose to answer my question, so choose. How, in your view, does one make unearned wisdom earned? How does one make unearned wisdom earned? Now, I could interpret that question in multiple ways. Are you referring to psychedelics explicitly? Are you referring to psychedelics explicitly? I believe it was Carl Jung who said, talking about psychedelics and you know psychedelics can be used as shortcuts to places that you otherwise 
might not be able to get to without dying <laughs> or something, right? And uh, he said, beware of unearned wisdom, right? I think the key word there is beware. I don't think it's like, do not do it. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's prohibition on uh, psychedelia and psychedelic tools and uh, plant medicine, you know? That shit there does what it does and is there, for, you know, is there for a reason, I would say. Uh, is there to be used. But it's like anything, right? It's like if you ain't ready, if you ain't put in the work, then it ain't gonna work, you know? And I, and I know this from personal experience. <laughs> I don't know the fuck. When I was like 15, I didn't know what was going on. I, uh, and I had some problems and I had some, some scary experiences and some stuff happened that I was not ready for. So uh, I would say, uh, you know, get ready, be ready. Be, if that's what you're talking about, because maybe you're talking about something else, but if that's what you're talking about, I would say be ready and be ready mentally and physically, you know? Because it's, it's a physical thing, depends what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. If you're going out to the jungle and you're doing ayahuasca and shit, like that's very physical. And I, I you know, uh, you want to be ready in mind and body and spirit, baby. So I would say that's the, that's if that's what you're asking, and uh, you know you put in the work, and in putting in the work you earn it. You know you earn it. Now if because if we're talking about like oh you didn't earn that wisdom that you got by taking that shortcut, um, but if it's a situation where you earned the ability to be able to take that so-called shortcut and deal with it and understand it and withstand it and navigate it and be able to go there and come back and uh, use what you learned wisely, you know, then uh, then I think that is earned. I think you have earned it, you know. If you're just messing about, then, uh, you know, you gotta be careful because like some weird shit might happen that you might regret. You know, you might open a door that you should have left closed. You know what I mean? There's a lot of many, was it Hunter S. Thompson used to say, there are many rooms in the mansion. You know, there are many rooms in the mansion. There are many doors. Not all of them should be unlocked by you right now. Maybe next week. Maybe in 50 years. You know, so yeah. Yeah! But yeah, you may have been asking someone else. I don't know. Walking more poets so your answer works on multiple levels. All right, good. There you go then. There you go. Uh, YouTube Hero Alex says, ever since I stopped doing the stream reruns in the Discord, there's been a few people who have wanted them to start up again. They've got replayability for show. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And if that ain't nicer than what it is, YouTube Hero Alex also says, exclamation mark merch. Exclamation mark merch. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. We have new merch in the store. Uh, I'm not in the position yet where I can show something on screen. But we have new merch in the store. We have the uh, we have the uh, Theo Vaughn artwork. We have the Telling Stories uh, merch line. We have that uh, all cotton. We did all cotton for that drop. We didn't do this. We didn't do all over print. I felt that design. Uh, I wanted to keep it simple, and I wanted it on cotton. You know, so that's what we've done with that. So uh, I'm, gonna, I'm making you a discount code right now. For all of you people that have sat here, that have been here, that have sat through this stream, I'm going to make you a discount code right now. 
and uh, the code will get you 10% off all products, 10% off all products, 10% off all products. Um, usage from today till tomorrow. All right, and that'll work till uh, Monday. That'll work till Monday. Tuesday, I'll say it'll work till Tuesday. It'll work till midnight. It'll work till midnight tomorrow. Yes, it will. And the code is FATHER. There you go, FATHER, all caps, FATHER. Enter the code FATHER, all caps, and get 10% off of anything at MeaningWave.com, including the brand new uh, Telling Stories drop. The brand new Telling Stories drop. Uh, the artwork for that, by the way, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get them on the show. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, that was done by Nick Patara, who's one of my favorite artists. You know? And that's really cool. And he hit me up and was like, you know, I'd love to draw something for you. I was like, what the? Really? You really would? Because I would love you to draw something for me. Because you're one of my favorite artists, Nick Patara. Nick Patara drew Manhattan Projects. Nick Patara. I wouldn't know who Richard Feynman was if it wasn't for uh, Manhattan Projects, which he drew, which is a brilliant, brilliant comic. And uh, I used to read that in San Francisco when I was visiting San Francisco in 2013, uh, which was the pivotal, the pivotal event, going to San Francisco, and then going to Vegas to Morrison Con to, to play for Grant Morrison. And uh, it was that time that, uh, and then coming back through LA on the way back, it was always, it was those journeys that uh, made me move to LA and invent Meaning Wave. And uh, I was reading this comic, Manhattan Projects, which was drawn by Nick Patara at the time, quite obsessively. I was reading it on the plane. I was straight up just, I used to love doing this. I go to a place I've never been before, a city, and buy a comic book, and post up somewhere. And uh, back then, you know, uh, I wouldn't, you know, look after myself like I am now. So I'd buy a slice of pizza and uh, smoke a cigarette, you know, and have a beer. I'd, get, I'd find what I'd do is I'd find a, a pizza spot, I'd get a slice of pizza, then I'd go to a bar, and I'd sit at the bar and get like a beer, or I would get a uh, bourbon and coke, and, uh, and I would smoke cigarettes and read comics. And that's what I used to do. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I was reading it, uh, the Manhattan Projects, and it was drawn by Nick Patara. King Love is, uh, is an incredible style. Uh, it's very European, I think. Uh, it's kind of like a sort of distorted Moebius type. Oh no, I love it. Uh, and then years and years later, seven years later, he hits me up and was like, I would like to draw something for you and he loves Meaning Wave. And so uh, I asked him to draw Theo. And he drew it, he sent it over and I like, I nearly cried, man. I, I had tears in my eyes because it was so perfect. He managed to capture. I sent him the record. I sent him the demos. I sent him the demos of the record. And in that image, he just captured Theo, I felt, so perfectly. I love that picture. So thank you, Nick, for that. And uh, and it was animated, you know. And oh, yeah, that's the weird thing. It was animated. Um, can I put his website? Yeah, in the visual, if you just saw the visual you'll have seen, it was animated, right? It was it was moving. It was slightly moving. Slightly animated. Very, very beautiful. And it was done by Chuck Arnold, right? And I met Chuck Arnold and, uh, at MorrisonCon, at that Grant Morrison festival that Grant Morrison had me and Gerard Way come to do the music. I met a bunch of cool people there. And uh, I met Chuck Arnold there, 
and uh, then you know didn't speak to him again till about a month ago where Nick Nick Tara said oh hey um, I got a hummy that can animate this for us and he's like hey mate you and Morrison Khan it completely changed my life blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's such a crazy thing this seven year cycle thing seven year cycle thing is crazy so anyway, uh, big up Andrew Kamarami. Thank you for the CA5 super chat. Says great day. Wood spirit of Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Daddios. That's right. That's right. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and uh, all the uh, soon-to-be fathers. Shouts out to the fathers and the soon-to-be fathers. Austin came in. What's up? Says have you seen any of Russell Brand's new videos about Terence? No. He has a beautiful way of conveying some of his ideas and it echoes what you said about his importance for the future. Much love, fam. You're talking about Russell's importance for the future or Terence's. Probably Terence's in that context, right? But I think Russell has his part to play. I think Russell has his part to play. I've not seen those videos. I will, I will, I will look out for that. He doesn't get... I basically I watch shit that gets uh, recommended on my YouTube. Is <laughs> how I watch it. Or shit that I specifically look for. And I never see Russell Brand in my recommendeds. What's in my recommendeds? That's that's really a yeah. That's really like a a roulette. You know what I mean? That's a roulette thing in your YouTube recommends. What's in your YouTube recommends? Dare you admit what is in your YouTube recommends? Dare you show what is in your YouTube recommends? What's in my top Sam Hyde on Joe Rogan's dog? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> some shit about comic books. Some shit about how badly drawn comic books are these days. Uh, PewDiePie, my Minecraft storage system makes all girls go crazy. <laughs> uh, Marlo Diggs, NPC head, what can it do? I love Marlo Diggs, by the way. This guy's great. See this guy? That guy there is great. He makes videos about uh, making beats on an NPC. I don't make beats on an NPC, but I love watching videos about this guy making beats on an NPC, which says something, right, about humans. Uh, what the fuck? This is interesting, right? So this is here. I've pressed a button to say, don't show me this guy's shit multiple occasions. Not that I dislike him or anything, but I have no need for Emergency Awesome's uh, take on things because his take on things is very... He doesn't... I, I don't, don't, don't want to say anything bad about this guy. He does a very good job at what he does. I guess what he doesn't want to do in any way whatsoever is cause any controversy. So he never says what he really thinks. And I have no interest in that. And I, so therefore, I've clicked the button on YouTube that says, don't show me any more of this guy's shit. Multiple times. Multiple times. I'm getting recommended uh, all these Killer Priest podcasts right now because I, I watched Killer Priest, Wu-Tang affiliate, talking with Jordan Maxwell. Uh, if you don't know who Jordan Maxwell is, he was the conspiracy guy in the early 90s. He was the guy in the early 90s. And so he was the guy that the Wu-Tang were listening to. And they sampled him a bunch, you know? I recently was like, I wonder what happened to that guy. And basically, he's really old and broke and, and going on uh, Killer Priest's podcast, uh, being like, talking about how he's old and broke and everyone stole his money and asking people to send him money. It's really sad. It's really sad. You know, that's one thing you don't want to be when you're 80. Uh, is going on rappers' podcasts, saying, crying about being broke and begging for money. That's a position you don't want to be in. You know, I would advise you to do everything you can in life to not be in that position. Anyway, uh, shout out to the YouTube algorithm. 2076. 
Thoughts of Joe Rogan's slam of CNN's Brian Stletler. Stletler. Not so much partisanship, but new media versus old, how it might play out, etc. I don't know anything about that. I haven't seen it. Is Brian Stetler the guy who looks like evil George from Seinfeld? Is that who that guy is or is it a different one? There's one CNN guy who looks like an evil George Costanza. <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time I see him. He's like George Costanza from the evil dimension. Was a news guy. I don't know what George, Joe Rogan said about him. If he said he's evil, <laughs> if he said that's an evil guy, you don't need to know anything. Oh, you look at that guy. You know he's evil. You know anything that comes out of his mouth is going to be twisted lies. So I would never listen to that guy. I think I accidentally heard him say some shit once. He's the guy who said something about like how uh, you should only listen to things if we tell you them. Only listen if we tell. Like I, 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 here's my thing. I do not understand how we're in 2021 and those people are still in the conversation. I do not understand how anyone watches a television. I do not understand how anyone takes a single thing that comes out of those spaces even slightly seriously. I do not understand that. I'm like, it creeps me out. It makes my skin like turn inside out to think of that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you one thing is I, I believe by this point that they talk about like uh, alternative media and they talk about um, mainstream media. And I think that the, the so-called alternative media is bigger and more influential than the so-called mainstream by now. I think we can agree on that just on a numbers level, right? I mean, two years ago, PewDiePie was getting more viewers than CNN. So I suspect CNN has less now. I can't believe them. those... those uh, Initials are coming out of my face in 2021. I can't believe that shit is in the conversation in 2021. Like I've been, I've been, talking, I've been saying this shit for decades, so it's weird for me. But like, that thing is dead. And what it is is this, right? It's okay. So like, a, a day into a god is a thousand years, right? And you zoom out and you go, holy shit, human beings sure did go. Brrr. They put on those clothes fast, you know. What I mean, one minute they scratching their butts in the dirt, next minute they're uh, uh, scratching their butts uh, on a bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you know, it's perspective, right? It's perspective. So TV came along and then died pretty quick if you'd zoom in, if you were a day unto a god is a thousand years. But when you live into it, it feels like it's going on forever. Like this extended death rattle of the legacy media, the extended death rattle of those people that, that of that of that system of that control system it's fucking boring it's it's just this noisy this this foul growth i'd say it's like uh it's not just the death rattle it's the stench you know it's like the the stench of it it's just it's a horrible thing to have to deal with but we here we are dealing with that i guess but you know, I mean, I mainly just, I'm, I mainly, you know how God acts as if God, sorry, you know how Jordan Pearson acts as if God exists. You know, I act as if of this, the so-called mainstream media is dead, because it is, and it's, you know, it's it's in it's doing it noisily, but it's dead. You know, oh my own, oh my wife Shindaru, I can never quite pronounce that correct, Hercules. Yeah, Fist of the North Star. 
fist the North Star. Shit. Oh my why whatever the fuck Shindaru. You already dead. So funny. Like Hercules and his friends are like quoting Fist the North Star at each other the other day. I'm like, how do you know about this? Like, it's a meme, dada. <laughs> like, yeah, have you have you have you seen it? Like, yeah. You so they see the little clips, you know, it was like bloody hell. Seven, eight year olds watching Fist of the North Star. I think I was ten when I saw it and it was like Woo! Woo! That was a spicy one, right? But you know, in Fist of the North Star, like he he fucks up that guy and he like he punches him in the stomach and his stomach becomes like a whirlwind and the guy's like, ha ha ha. You know, that did, that, did, that is tickled or whatever. He's like, you are already dead. And then the guy kind of explodes. Because he'd already killed him because he was already dead. And that's how I feel about that. Already dead. Gel Pedro B says, don't even listen to NPR. Exactly. That was Terrence in the 90s. And that was me in the 90s. Actually, you know, I, I, I threw away the TV in 2003. In the 90s, I was on like my, these people are weird and creepy shit. But it wasn't until 2003 that I actually took the television and yeeted it through the window. I also stopped reading newspapers in 2003. I used to read The Independent and then I realized, you know, I was a, I was a music journalist, you know, and it's, it's that thing when you do something and you know something and then you read about it and you're like, oh, that's bullshit. Oh, is everything like that? Oh shit. And then I was privy to some of their conversations of the Guardian, people who worked at the Guardian and how they concoct things. And uh, so I stopped reading newspapers then too, you know. And uh, my life has been much better. My life has been much better as a result. CISO Bay, welcome to level one. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's see what the chat is saying. Let's see what my people is saying. Let's see what the gang is saying. It's so nice to see you all. It's so nice to be here with you all. And uh, let's see if I can find the chat. And I can't find the chat. Oh, it's here. Look at me. Look at this. Yeah, I don't know. I've got to get a better backdrop or something. That backdrop was cool when it was light, but now it just looks like I'm in a dark room. <laughs> but my TV is cool. My TV is cool. Uh, let's just there you go let's get it on half nice that's really good uh, sorry for the dead air if you're listening on the visual podcast I'm just adjusting my TV there you go it looks nice I was talking about throwing the TV away now here's me adjusting the TV you know but uh, that's that's what you should that's what you should have a TV for just have a TV if you're going to put something of your own choosing that's good into it. Do not allow it to program you. <laughs> I mean, like, shit. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Nightbot says, if this isn't nice, I don't know what it is. Sakura Bipolar says, the CRT is so cool. No way! Legendary Sakura Bipolar. Oh, shit. See, there you go, Sakura Bipolar. This is like, when you, do, when you send me your beautiful AMVs, I then put it into this and then do all this shit with it. Uh, and I do that for like an hour and then I chop it up, you know. Uh, Sakura, make some noise in the chat for Sakura Bipolar. Uh, Sakura Bipolar uh, is the artist behind a bunch of, uh, a lot of the AMVs you've seen on this channel. A lot of the AMVs you've seen on this channel over the years. Uh, big shout out to you. Uh, also a resident of the country in which I'm currently staying, you know. 
Savage Hill says, I used to think that the static fuzz was annoying as a kid, but with that Meaning Waver logo on it has a charm I hadn't seen before. <laughs> I, I always loved static fuzz. I gotta say, I always liked it. I would sit there and watch, look at it for hours. Uh, static fuzz has always been a major part of my aesthetic. Uh, I've always loved it. I've always loved it. There's, a, there's something that these boxes do this thing, this thing's just got like a fucking gun at the back of it, like shooting the front screen at all times. And there's stuff that just you cannot do with software. I've never been one of those guys who are like, oh, you know, you've got to have the analog, blah, 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 blah. I've been working in the box with music my whole career, you know? But with regards to my current visual, uh, what I've, well, not even current, what I've always been trying to do, aiming at visually, I have realized that a big part of it is actually only achievable through analog means. So that's interesting. And I wonder how that's going to translate to music because I'm going to be doing some experiments with uh, some hardware stuff when I get back to the US. So we'll see what happens. Sheila says the static contains the secret messages. Exactly. Exactly. Sojidai says, what is an AMV? Is an AMV, muh, muh. And an AMV is animated uh, music, an anime, sorry, music video. And I've been making AMVs uh, my whole life. As long as, long as I, I was making AMVs back in 2003, two, maybe the first one was 2002. You know, people sometimes hit me up and go, Akira the Dawn, because I deleted most of my videos, you know. Where it, what happened to that battle angel Lisa AMV for that song? It could never happen here. Someone hit me up about that recently, and uh, I would say it turned into the first track on the Theo Von album. <laughs> but yeah, AMV is an anime music video, and uh, yeah, I've been making anime music videos for my whole career, and uh, I've been working with uh, Sakura Bipolar on animated music videos. Uh, Sakura Bipolar does really, as, you, as you've seen, does wonderful work, right? Wonderful work. Uh, and yeah, there's, I don't know, for the past maybe two years, there have been Meaning Wave AMBs that you might have seen uh, that I work, Sakura Bipolar. So make some noise! Uh, Sakura Bipolar says, you did those old AMVs with VH tapes, like VHS tapes, like it was back in the day. I used to do everything like that. You know, when I first started making music, when I first tried making music, when I was pretty much my son's age, maybe a bit older, maybe like 10, uh, I would get cassettes and tape cassettes to other cassettes. Sorry, I would copy something from one cassette to another cassette. Then I would pull out the tape and I would slice the tape uh, with a knife. And then I would stick it back together with a tiny, tiny bit of sellotape on one side. You know, I would use that to make the technique to make loops and shit of that nature. Um, but I actually, I, what I used to do with uh, my old, because I had, I used to watch anime on VHS tapes back when I was a kid. And I lived in North Wales and I went to school in Bangor. And uh, by, by, this one of those situations where you're like, you'd put this in a book and it would sound, if you were writing a book about the, the story of Akira the Don and how he came to be Akira the Don or whatever, Right, in Bangor in North Wales, there is nothing. It's a little town, right? And I really love comics, right? And the nearest comic shop was like a four or five hour drive from there. There's no comic shop, right? But I went to school, I got into anime, 
when I was 10 or 11. And it was my first year at school, at, B at big boy school. And there was a, my dad used to uh, work in the university and I'd have to go sit in his car in this car park for two hours after school. So I'd walk down to school, I'd walk down from school with my friends to this car park where my dad's car was and sit in that car. Fucking nothing to do. There's no internet then. There's nothing, right? You just sit there. And me and my friend, I just got into anime and then I was getting friends into anime. And there's no way of us getting hold of anime. You order things in the mail. It takes like two months to get that type thing. There's nothing on TV. I don't think we even had a TV. No, we had just got a TV. But anyway, what happens? Is what happens? A company that import, that licenses, imports, and puts onto VHS tape anime called Anime Projects appears on Banger in Banger on the high street opposite the car park where my dad parked his car. Just a little shop. It's like something out of a Terry Pratchett book. Just a little shop appears, right? A tiny little store. And you're like, was it always there? Where did it come from? It appears. And it says Anime Projects. I'm sat there in the car. Wait, was that always there? And next, and I couldn't get out of the car because once you're in the car, you can't get out of the car. But um, so next thing I'm walking down with my friends, I'm like, there's, there's an anime shop, there's an anime shop. And it was, and we get, went in and it's, it's a shop and it's called Anime Projects and it sells manga, which you could not get then. They didn't have them in WH Smiths. There wasn't, nowadays, if you go into a wall, uh, what's it called? Where you buy books, borders or whatever the fuck. There's like 10 times as much space for manga as there is American comics now. It, this is crazy. Check it out. Next time you go to a bookstore, go check out the size of the manga section versus the uh, American comics section. It is. It's so disrespectful to everything that Jack Kirby did that these fucking idiots have ruined, have just ransacked and desecrated and demolished the American comic book industry to such a degree that if you go into a bookstore, there'll be like one rack of American comics and like 10 racks of manga. But anyway, we went in, you go in, you come in the store and they've got racks of manga and they've got the comic books and, uh, and they've got all these VHSs, right? And they were licensing some of the ill shit. They were licensing Urusei Yatsura. You could, I was like Lum, you know, green haired alien in the bikini. Uh, they had Bubblegum Crisis. You know, they had Macross. Like, we couldn't fucking believe it. We were like 11 year old kids. So we could not believe that this thing that we loved that was very, very, it seemingly impossible to get anywhere near or get hold of in our little, shitty, our little shitty town had opened up this fucking portal, this nexus, uh, this gateway, uh, this divine portal to Japan. This opened up in Banga at just exactly the right moment in my development as a kid. Like I used to get music magazines and a company called Manga uh, started putting out stuff when I was like 11 and I saw and that's where I saw an advert for Akira in the back of, of one of those and I ordered this VHS with my paper round money saved up my paper round money and ordered this VHS you know and then the fucking this place opens up like how is that even real it's bizarre I've not only just I've never really thought about that I've never really thought about the implications of that and the insanity of that 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 happened, but it did happen. So then I was able to save up my money, working in my job, so I had paper round, I, I did people's gardens, I dug holes, you know, I had various jobs, and I was able to save up my money, I was able to spend my money on uh, VHS copies of, uh, of 
inappropriate anime and uh, a manga. I was able to go down there every day and just hang out and talk to the guy that ran the place, who was the guy who licensed the stuff and put out the VHS tapes. And now here I am. Very, very crazy. Um, so anyway, that's suffice to say, yeah, I've been making AMVs for a long time. And uh, I used to, I was, when digital stuff first started happening, I had like original old VHSs of like Guyver and uh, Elisa and shit like that, that I was like ripping into digital form and cutting up in Sony Vegas. And, uh, yeah, baby. Sierra Bipolar, do you still have those types of mangas? I do still have a lot of them, yeah, uh, in a storage facility in Wales. In a storage facility in Wales, where uh, when we moved to the US, we couldn't bring all our shit. When we moved from the UK to the US, we, so we put all our shit in a, secure, a storage place in Wales. So all of my shit, all of my comic books and books, and VHSs and DVDs, so much of that shit. When I first got like a job as a music journalist and I was making fairly, I was making more money than I'd ever made. Every Friday I would just go out and buy DVDs and woo-wear and liquid acid. <laughs> That's what I spent all my money on, you know? Uh, like woo-wear, like, like the silver denim woo-wear suit and shit like that and uh, DVDs of, of like anime and old movies and shit like that. So I've got this incredible collection of hard copy stuff, but it's all in a storage facility in Wales. And it's basically a case of we've been having to wait until we have a place that we know we're gonna be in for a while. And then we'll get that shit shipped over. And we still haven't got to that point, you know, we're currently exiled in Mexico with no idea when, we'll, how long we'll be here. Well, basically here until the tourist visa runs out, unless we can get a, uh, unless we can get an embassy appointment sooner, but it's still the case that uh, officially there is no appointments till next year. But what our, our, our plan, well, what we're doing is, is contacting embassies individually and seeing if we can find a kindly human who will uh, let us do it sooner than next year. <laughs> and in the meantime, enjoying uh, Mexico, you know enjoying my junkyard dog friends and enjoying the beautiful flowers that grow through the rubble. God bless. God bless. Skip Bipolar, you should show your collection one day. That's what she said. Uh, but it's always been a thing. It's really exciting to have that, right? Because it's been so long now. It's like, I think it's like seven years or something. Eight years. I don't even, I barely remember what, what, they, what I've got. So when I get it, you guys, I mean, holy shit. The creative potential of that, all my vinyl, all my cassettes. Oh my God, my mixtapes, oh, sweet Lord. Uh, the mixtapes I used to make when I was a little kid, when I was seven and eight, I've still got all that stuff in a box. So I'll be able to make art with that stuff. I'll be able to sample my old VHSs. I'll be able to sample my old DVDs. I'll be able to sample my old CDs. People be like, oh, it's so convenient. It's cool now. What do you need? CDs, DVDs and shit. All that stuff's on the internet. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's crazy to me. Oftentimes I'll remember something like a song I used to like when I was 13. That shit ain't on Spotify. All those Britpop bands that never got as big as Oasis are not on Spotify. Like there's loads of Britpop bands like Speedy that nobody remembers that are not on Spotify. You can't find them. And if you do find them, I was trying to find a menswear song the other day and the only way, like, 
The only way I could find it was on someone had ripped a version of the, the music video on YouTube, but it was such bad quality audio wise, I could barely hear it. It sounded like, uh, it sounded like it was underwater, you know, that sloshing sound, it's something that's been copied a thousand times from a 128 KBVS MP3 sounds. You know that shit, that's aesthetic. I mean, I feel in a couple of years time, people are gonna, kids are gonna get to a certain age where like 96 KBPS MP3 will be a desirable uh, aesthetic and people will be trying to recreate that and you'll be able to buy plugins to recreate that with one knob, you know? Um, but yeah, it's exciting to have all the cool shit because I, I was one of those guys who collect shit, you know? I lost some of it, by the way. I had a tragic occurrence because I left home early. You know, I left home when I was uh, the day before my 16th birthday. And uh, I had my most precious stuff from before that period of my life in a couple boxes, you know. And uh, a bunch of it got robbed in a bunch of different places. Because, you know, I, I would be in the squats or situations like that, living with junkies or whatever, you know. And uh, some of my shit got robbed. It was fucked up one time. Uh, I got back to my place that I was renting and the police were in there. And I thought, oh shit. I thought they were there for me, for something. And they were like, oh yeah, you've been robbed. And then my window was smashed. And they'd nicked a bunch of my Oasis 12 inches, you know? And that made me sad because I loved my Oasis 12 inches. And that still makes me sad to this day. Uh, but it was funny because I did deserve it. You know, I did deserve it. <laughs> But yeah, I still got a lot though, but it's point, like I lost many things over the years due to uh, living in dodgy situations. But I kept the amount of it that I hung on to never always amazed me. Like I'd be in some messed up situation, like living with smackheads or whatever it was, and I managed to hang on to a bunch of records and comic books and, 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 uh, and VHSs and shit. Like certain things I managed to hang on to through so, like at some points in my life, I was dragging my stuff around the world in like, uh, like a, a granny car you know what a granny car is it's like a suitcase on wheels you know and um and i kept my shit you know like going through woods and stuff like like sleeping under benches with my shit and i've still got that shit like i still got that shit so i look forward to, to you know i've got that shit in a storage facility in wales i look forward to being reunited with that shit one day you know because the like Nostalgia is fucking powerful. You gotta be careful. That's why I always say, it's one of the reasons I always say you gotta forge new connections. It's real easy to be like, I like this music. You know, I like, uh, I like 2002 emo. That's what I like. I don't need nothing else. But if you stop there and you stop listening to new music and you stop creating new connections, I've told you before, like you know i use i use uh, music as a time travel device so i can go huh what was i listening to in 2001 i put that record on and then i'm back in that place and i get all those feelings and memories and uh and and like visceral uh mind powers right but it's not just that it isn't just that because uh if you stop forging new connections and forging new pathways your ability to do that do so will reduce significantly those muscles will atrophy and and too much importance will be will be placed upon those pathways which you forged 
So that music or those TV shows or those movies that became so important to you at that point of time will become too important to you and they will be too easily weaponized against you. A big company can come in and they can take those stories and then they will redo those stories and they will use them against you. They will use them to hurt you. They will use them to, to, uh, to pervert your children. They will use them against you and you will be powerless because you gave them so much power because you put so much power into such few, to a few things. There is no limit to your potential to love, right? Thus, there is no limit to your potential to love art, to appreciate art. You could find a new song every day for your whole life and it could be as important to you as the first song you found. You could love it that hard, but people stop. People think, that's it, that I've enough or whatever. And that fucks them in so many different ways. That's one of the ways. And I see it unfolding all the time right now. I'm seeing it happen. Uh, this He-Man thing, it seems so ridiculous. But uh, if they're doing a bait and switch with the He-Man thing and the He-Man trailer, the people are freaking out. It's not representative of the whole series. And uh, they are, in fact, doing the 2002 thing where they... Uh, Jake Skywalker, He-Man, and somehow like disgrace him and make him less than in order to prop up new characters that are the things they wish to convey to the new audience or whatever. It's going to break so many people's hearts. And that, that's not a light thing. That's not like some people are so emotionally invested in those things, in, in those in these characters, these TV shows, these songs, whatever it is, people are so invested in them. Their entire childhood is that, you know, it really means something, it's not trivial. Um, <laughs> it's not trivial. And they love to laugh, oh, the mud babies or the whatever, right? There's people out there um, <laughs> for whom those, those shows and their toys are, uh, a direct connection to everything that they've ever loved. Whether they had good relationship with their parents or whether they had no relationship with their parents. And I see them all in these comment sessions. And so many of them are like, I can't wait to watch this with my kids. <laughs> like, oh God, if they do the He-Man what they did to Star Wars, there's going to be so many broken people as a result of it it's so weird but that's how powerful this shit is it's not trivial this is people's mythology mythology is crucial to the development of the individual within the culture that they're in and we know this and they know this they know this so well and they use it against you so just to take it back to that that's why i always say that's one way you can protect yourself against that ever happening to you because if you're strong enough that you've made enough connections that there's enough things that you've fallen in love with and you continue to fall in love with the inevitability of them taking something from the past and desecrating it to attempt to hurt you or to attempt to change your children uh, or whatever it is it won't be able to affect you because that's not all you have because you have more than that you know
Suffice to say, like, I ain't watching none of this shit. <laughs> Fool me fucking twice all that. Uh, let's see what the chat is saying. Uh, God bless. Uh, <laughs> Let me even get on that. Bang la cow. Bang la cow. Just joined this stream. What a treat to meet the dawn. Hey, thank you for being here, baby. Andrew Pullman, what are your top five anime recommendations? Uh, Akira, Alita, uh, I was just, uh, some newer stuff. Um, uh, Parasite is really good. Um, Satoshi Khan's Par Paranoia Agent is incredible as a, as a series. Uh, Parasite's really good, like one and done. It's just one season. Parasite, like, see, the reason manga is outselling American comics to such a fucking crazy degree. Parasite, right, is like basically, it's kind of, it's everything I loved about Spider-Man when I was 13. It taps into the same thing, you know, and it just does it with such heart and such truth, you know. That was really dope. Uh, what was we watching recently? Evangelion was pretty amazing. Uh, um... For a newer thing, Attack on Titan's great. Hercules isn't ready for it yet. I'd forgotten how hardcore that first episode was. We watched Evangelion, and that that was probably a bit too old for him, to be honest. I didn't go into that as prepared as I should have. But we didn't watch the uh, movie. Um, but yeah, you saw that when... Uh, actually, I won't spoil it for you. But something happened in that Titan first episode... We're watching it, Hercules enjoying it. Ooh. Then the end of that episode, something happens and then it finishes. And I looked over at Hercules. He was just, his face was just up like that and then he just burst into tears. So like, all right, she wasn't ready for that. I have this weird memory, idea thing. So I remember when I was seven, I watched like Alien and Terminator and all this stuff. You uh, Kids in the 80s, I feel, I don't know. We watched a lot of stuff. We watched a lot of stuff. It's also interesting that nowadays, like movies are a lot, uh, just because they want to sell more of them. You know, certain shit they used to put in movies, they don't put in movies anymore. You never see titties in movies anymore, you know? You never see like someone's arm spraying blood everywhere anymore. Like in the 80s, if you was watching a movie, like eight times out of 10, you'd see a load of blood spraying at one point and you'd see a couple of titties, maybe three. You know, maybe three if you was watching uh, Robocop or, uh, or not Robocop. What was the one where Arnie went to Mars and that guy's head exploded? Anyway, she's different now. Uh, Christopher Genevieve says, I miss movie titties. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Scott says, Akira, I hope you and her mom are well uh, with the, along with the rest of the man's family. Love you all. Love you. Thank you. We are. We are. We are blessed. You know, we are here. It's a beautiful day of your life here at the peak of a cool human civilization by Jove. Savage Chill says, my dad got me into watching Robocop, Blade, Terminator, and Conan around five or six. <laughs> I love those movies. See, five or six. Exactly. Uh, yeah, my dad showed me Terminator when I was like eight, seven. He fast forwarded to the sex scene. So I didn't, it didn't make sense. You know? <laughs> I always think about that. It's so funny. But I understand it. Total Recall is indeed the one I was thinking of. Savage Chill. Exactly that. 
exactly that. Matt Cart says, I watched Natural Born Killers with my dad when I was like 10. They didn't want to let me in the theater. You put in the theater? Shit, Woody Harrelson's face that big when you're 10. I think there's a big difference between 10 and 8. I think there's a big difference between 10 and 7. Shit, I don't know. I think everyone's different. Who knows? Um, Multiverse Media Space says, Oh, the manga turns the world from the beginning on its head. You're talking about Attack on Titan. Yeah, I only watched the first series season, but I read the manga like uh, quite far in. I don't want to say anything in case it spoils anyone because it would have. Would have. That's a show that's easy to spoiler. But I also saw the movies. <laughs> have you seen the movies? I saw the Attack on Titan live action movies. If that's the end of the uh, of the manga and the anime, well, I know what it is. And I like it. I like that end. It's a good end. I like that end. Um, that's always one of my favorite endings. You know, we've seen that ending in so, so many things. I can't say what it is. I don't want to spoil anyone. And, um, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jake, he says, I saw Predator when I was seven. That's one that's got a lot of, lot of arterial spraying in it. I'm pretty sure. I saw that one when I was 11. I remember that. That's a bad movie. That's a bad movie. They don't make movies like that no more. But you could say that about anything, um, you know, because they don't do anything like they did anything anymore because it's not anymore anymore. You know, that's not where we are. And that stuff exists. It could have only been made by those people. Those people are gone. You know, what they're making now is what they're making now because it's being made by those people. Everything is everything's cyclical. Round, round, and round it goes. You know, the... Um, this next generation are going to be dealing with some shit that's going to make them make some really good shit. Oh, yeah. They're going to make some really good shit because they can deal with some shit. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, Matt Carter says, first movie titties I saw were uh, end up being dead titties. I lost the rest of the message. What a classic message to leave the rest of. Uh, Jake Gooty says, Apollo Creed got his arm blown off. Matt Carter says, Jason was necro. Uh, Mr. Conductor says, I also watched Star Trek Next Generation with a merry night through my childhood. This your dad. We loved watching Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. That's wholesome. That is wholesome. Jake says, Alien, Alien, when I was six. Yeah, I think I was seven when I saw Alien. Alien's one of the best movies of all time and, uh, and remains so to this day. By Jove. By Jove. Uh, YouTube Hero Alex says use code FATHER at checkout for 10% off your orders in the shop. Exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, if you are here tonight, then just especially for you, because I like you and I uh, appreciate you, and it's nice to be here with you, uh, use the code FATHER, all caps, to get 10% off your order. Meaningwaves.com. Speaking of father, I just saw the time, and I need to go hang out with my boy. So, shit, i got to get out of here. Um... How about that? That just flew by. Who'd have thought? Just sitting around chatting with you guys. Uh, Andrew Palmer says, thanks for getting me into Lo-Fi Akira. Yo! <laughs> Hercules is designed in a video game. I said, I'll do the music for you if you like. He said, okay, dada, but it's, I don't want it to be Lo-Fi. You have to make music that is scary and dynamic. <laughs> How do you make dynamic music? Uh, <laughs> 
super good to see us. I totally forgot Evangelion needs a rewatch. Uh, you'll have probably noticed Evangelion featured quite heavily in the Theo visuals. And that was Skurra Bipolar's idea. And it was perfect. It was a perfect idea. It fit the music perfectly. I was so, it was so crazy because hadn't Hercules come around here? Say hi. We literally just watched Evangelion like a month ago all together. And then around the, at the same time that I was making the Theo album, and then I sent a couple songs to Skurra Bipolar. Uh, and Secure Bipolar was like Evangelion fits perfectly. Philippine did amazing. Hercules, how you doing? Do you want to go find that motorbike? Are you ready to find them? What? Come on. Stream Legend of Zelda. You want to stream playing Legend of Zelda? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should, shouldn't we? We can't do it right wait, now because okay, okay, wait. If this stream, if this stream gets a yeah. hundred viewers, yeah. Then we we, we we should um we should stream. Well, this it's already had a hundred it's already had a hundred views, but it won't now because I'm about to stop it. Cause I, I just know, told no, them. I, I just said know. to them, "Yo, then I it's wait, Father's Day. I want to go how, play with my son." Then how about what if if we if uh someone if we get two hundred dollars from the stream, what happens? We will start. We we will do a series of playing Legend of Zelda. Oh, you want to do a series of playing Legend of Zelda? Yo, look at this place. That would be fun. That would be fun. Stop walking out of frame. They need to be able to see your cheeky face. That would be fun. That would be fun. You're being persuasive now, if, aren't you? Yeah. If, if you guys give us <laughs> nine more dollars, then we'll start a series. Will we? Yeah. Is that what's going to happen? Yes, we will. And there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about we it. We will do it. Will we? Yeah. This is like you with your... He does this thing and we're in the pool. And he's I'm like... I'm down with He's Zelda. like, hey, Dada. Uh, he goes... We give me. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put my head underwater for ten seconds. You're gonna give me fifty cents, okay? Uh, Don't you? And then you yeah. go. I'm just gonna do a lap right now, and you're gonna give me a dollar. A playthrough. Let's go. Mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. Does that mean you want us to play Mario? Who wants to play Mario? That guy. That he said. Uh, Cio. Sakura oh. bipolar. No, this guy. Cio Fay. He said mushrooms. Look, Hercules, look what just happened. Hype, hype. Money, money. Oh, my God. We are... <laughs> oh, my... Okay. okay. Dad, da, we better do a stream. <laughs> we, no, like, we, like after, after the stream, we can talk about it. But Yes, we'll talk about it. Uh, thank you, uh, Miss Superconductor, for the $5. Thank you, Sisofay, for the $9. Says, do it. Savage Chill says, bet. Let's get after it. Appreciate you. Uh, Lee, yay. Okay, we should, I mean, you know, Father we Son. We have been talking about Father Son Epic Gamer Strand for a that. while. Yeah, and you know what we should do? We should make, we Remember? should make a separate channel. Oh yeah, make a separate channel. Akira, Akira the Game. No, that's terrible, that's terrible. No, okay, uh, before we stop, vote on a name in chat. Okay, suggest us some names for the Father Son Game Strand. And then tomorrow. We could just do it on my Switch channel. I'm not doing anything with that at the moment. Possible. Uh, Matt Carter says the four strong in him. Winston Amaro says, "Bro, I've been listening to nothing but your mixes for the last month. I love your work. Keep it up, man." Hey, thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, Sheila says he's growing up so fast. Oh, I know. No, I know. Secure Bipolar says Akira Gaming. Can you play TK. Thank you for the five dollar super chat. God bless you. Akira Akira Gaming. Meaning wave exists. Akira Junior. Uh, Akira and her game time. 
Nine more dollars. Let's see. <laughs> uh, what part of Mexico are you at? We're in uh, Play Del Con. Yeah. Cheers. YouTube here, Alex says. And. <laughs> and art. Indeed. Gameplay TK says meaning game exists. Meaning game exists. That should be it. Meaning game. <laughs> Instead of meaning wave, it's meaning game. Meaning game. Meaning game. No. Meaning game. <laughs> meaning game. Stop being so based. But what? So you have to be careful. Okay, because you're getting a bit more based now as you get older. Right? You have to be careful when you're doing live streams, right? Okay, so you don't say bad words. That's a bad word. What? Yay. No, it's not a bad word. Yeah. But, but, like, but I'm just saying, you need to be careful. Yeah. Uh, that you swear all the time. No, I don't. I never swear. What are you talking you, about? You do. You say. You say S H I T. No, I don't. And and you. I've say never it. said that in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. You have. <laughs> you have. <laughs> and my mum paused the stop. Uh, turned down the volume when we were watching it because you said some stuff inappropriate. Did yeah. I? Inappropriate stuff. What did I say? Because I don't know. She turned it down. I didn't know that you were watching it downstairs. No, upstairs in my room. I didn't know you were watching it upstairs. Room. I didn't know. Well, see, there you go. That's what I'm saying to you. You have to bear in mind who the audience is. You know? You have to bear in mind that people might be watching and they might be influenced by the things you say. All right? So you can be careful what you say. Well, what I say is true. You should do what I say. <laughs> if I say download Roblox or Minecraft, download Roblox or Minecraft. If I, if I say, I don't know, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, that's true. Something like that. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, when Herky said, tell everyone to subscribe. Subscribe, or I'll yell in the microphone. Yeah, Jackie Powell says, "Akira, your voice sound." Your vo, oh. your vo nine I sound. Lol. Akira, Akira, the, Akira the father, father stream. stream. Akira. Strap. Deep. Strap. Strap. We should pick. We to, when we're done with the the strap, we should pick the name. Strap. Let's give them one more minute. Men strap. What, one more minute to pick Dan name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, uh, voice. I think that the voice is balked on this, but it seems to be not so balked that we can't do it. I think it's pitching it down a little bit or something. I don't know why. I don't know why. But it did. All right. Anyway. Uh, Diamond. Diamond. Odin's stream says Sasofe. Every single time you take, you, you send a diamond. That's how much, that's, I, that I'll give one dollar to my friend in jailbreak. What? Yep. Hang on, so how many diamonds have been sent? That's one, two, one, three, two, four, three. five, six, seven. Now so I you can give seven dollars to your friend in jailbreak? Yeah. Uh, but there's not even that much because, like, you can get a million. And, um, and if you get a thousand, that's not even that much. If you get ten thousand, not even that much. A hundred thousand is where you get medium. Oh. So, like, when you get six hundred thousand, that's a lot. Okay. So, Seven dollars isn't that much, but with all the dark when so Mitchell in C tool uh started every single diamond you guys give, I will try and get more diamonds. Give money to my friend. Okay. There's more diamonds. <clears throat> and apparently I sound like Tony Robbins. <laughs> what does that sound like? I'm gonna put this on with <laughs> That's what you sound like. Is this is what? what you're going to sound like when you're a teenager. So, Mitchell in Seed Tool started every single diamond you guys give. I'm trying to get. Nightbot 
said diamonds. Oh no, that's a lot of. You better be counting this. You owe your homie a lot of a lot of dollars. Uh, by now, it's probably about two hundred or three hundred. Do I sound the same, Shaky Pavel? Shaky, Shaky Pavel. Diamonds! Screamo Herky. Screamo Herky in the chat. Diamonds! Anyway, as I was saying, it's time diamonds. for us to get out of here. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to bid a sweet farewell. A sweet farewell. It was lovely seeing you all. It was lovely hanging out with you. Uh, I'll fit. I'll work out. I'll try fix the uh, wait, wait. the voice issue for the next one. Mitchell in Seattle again. Michael in Seattle. Okay, Michael in Seattle. H know what I have started. Herc know what I I started. You've started the start every single time. Now people are gonna spam diamonds for my friend to get loads of money. <laughs> the max amount of diamonds is a hundred thousand. <laughs> if you push that many diamonds, I'll have to get that money. And slay the dragon, win the game, says 2076. We did slay a dragon. We did, didn't we? End, kind of. Well, he, exactly. like, he looks like a dragon. Hope you enjoy your stay. Wave. Great catching up with you guys. Stay safe. Diamonds. 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 Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. Diamonds, diamonds. Okay, diamonds. I'm gonna pick a name now. What are you picking? Winner. Pick name. What are you picking names for? Pick a name for our gaming channel, please. Oh, well. Young Master Persuader, who said that? WMIV, he really is. He really uh, is. Whose names? All the names for uh thingy. Uh they're in here. We'll look after afters. We'll work out we'll work out a name. We'd have to pick a name right now. Shaky Pavel says, Thank you, Akira, and your awesome family. Oi, God bless you. Jake Goosey says awesome seeing you live again. Herc, you're a fine lad. You have a fantastic pops. Isn't that nice? Marmadon says five. I don't know what that means. Oh, she's trying to remind me to do the by five. I don't need reminded to do the by five. I don't. I was about to do it. Got Hercules here. I already did the proper, I did the high five earlier. I know you did. Yeah. But you looked like you were drifting off and just No, I would never do that. I would never, I would never finish a stream without doing a by five. It would never happen. I am a professional. All right. I'm a professional. Uh, with a nice t-shirt. Oh, I love that beam. All right. You want to do the by five, Herc? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Okay, let's go. It's <coughs> me, Mario. So far, you guys have sent at least 400 diamonds. Wait, turn that down. That's come through. It's confused. Confused. Mama just walks in here listening to the stream, which is like three minutes behind. Just casually hanging out in the doorway. Just. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot <gasps> I was holding a phone listening to a stream. Sorry. Yeah. All right, Herky, do the by five. Thank you all for hanging out. It was really nice being here and seeing you all. We shall be back soon. I'll fix the voice thing. I'll okay, get a plug. We can, uh, yeah, shout out to the internet. Shout out to player internet. Shout out to our Airbnb hosts. You stuck a wire through the window. All that. So nice. So nice. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to everyone who supported. Thank you uh, for 400 diamonds. Thank you for 400 diamonds. Which we is got $400. 
for your friends. Yeah. Thank you, Harry Potter, 9890. Thank you, Matt Lally, Cedric Tej, Chris Ole, Chris, uh, Memphis Time, Ill Inc., Lil Stain, James Scone, Root Barbecue, Crooks 503, Judy Jockins, Siso Fay, Scoops 82, uh, Pixie, Walking More Poet, Robert Easley, Austin Kamen, Andrew Cumber Roman, uh, Super Delta, Savage Chill, Gameplay TK. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being there. Get 10% off your order at meaningwave.com with the code FATHER, all caps FATHER. That will work until midnight tomorrow. And uh, yeah, enjoy new music. Thank you to everyone who shares. Fuck, sorry. Mosquitoes here have been going mental on us. My done, like, has, like, I normally get it worse, but they're going hard on my done right now. They're going hard. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, as always, thank you to everyone who shares the music. You are the real MVPs. If you want to support the wave, go meaningwave.com. There's a donate page. We've just got all the donate links if you want to do anything like that. But of course, the most important thing, the thing that everyone can do is let somebody know about Meaning Wave, baby. Tell someone the truth. What's the truth, Hercules? Meaning Wave exists. Man, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to, like, I thought you were going to break some ears then. I'm so proud of you, son. I'm so proud of you for telling the truth. Also, you will get screamed at if you don't subscribe. <laughs> but, but, exactly that. Exactly that. If Wait, you, Dada, what? How about every wave uh, someone posts in chat? Yeah. Um, you have to. What? Give me a dollar. Give you a dollar for every wave. That's every wave, got. every wave, wave emoji you send. My dad gives me dollars. Nah, that would break. I'll be bankrupt in a set. I'll be done. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sensi Beats just dropped. No, thanks. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, And without further ado, it's time for the International Bye 5. Are you ready, Hercules, for Bye 5? 3, 2, 1. Bye 5. Hold your hand there, Hercules. You've got to hold your hand there. I just got to know. I got a name. Maz Gaming. Maz Gaming. Maz Gaming. Maz Gaming. Maz Gaming.